What's up, everything? It's been too long since the guys have been together, and we've got a lot to talk about. Coaches were fired, players were injured, and Derek Pouliot's been a woeful few games as a blue. The guys will discuss all that, look at the seven games they missed, and then take a dive into the Thanksgiving standings. We're officially into the middle third of the season, so let's get started, and let's go Blues! Welcome back, everyone. Welcome to the Two Guys One Cup podcast. It is December fifth, which is a Thursday, I believe. Mm-hmm. It is also Saint Nicholas's Day, or maybe that's the sixth. Is it I really? Don't know. Yes, it really is. One of Why? them really is. Why? Because Germans and Catholics. I don't know. I don't know. Why not just put it on Christmas? Because that's not about St. Nicholas. That's about the baby Jesus. I know what I mean. I know I meant I just realized. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yes, it is is a a fine, pleasant Thursday evening in Mm. St. Louis. It was actually nice out today. You ever do this? I did this today. Where you walk out and you're just like, oh, this isn't what I expected at all. Maybe I spent too much time inside, but I was just like, oh, guess I hadn't checked the forecast very carefully because I was walking out in like a t-shirt and shorts because I work from home and it's real nice. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, but this is actually appropriate. Oh yeah, no, it, um, it's weird. I did that at lunch today. I had a coat on and then I immediately walked back in and put my coat away. <laughs> I was like, I look like a freak. Uh, so we are back, we're reunited, and it feels so good. It does. Uh, you came back from Austin, Texas. How was Austin? It was great. That was I mean, my I actual phone ringing, not the computer for once. A different Oops. kind of ding. <laughs> uh, it was nice. I wasn't in Austin too terribly much. We were up at Fort Hood, uh, hanging out on, Fort Hood. On, on base, as you do. Hanging out in Fort Hood. It's near a, a town that I thought was going to be real tiny called Colleen, but it's actually, I don't know, probably over 100,000 people. In Texas, it had everything. that probably yeah, is that was tiny. tiny <laughs> Man, and it's probably just, that's the first time I've ever been to Texas, mm-hmm. but when you're there... It was probably just all in my head, but I was like, I feel like I'm in a big place that mm-hmm. never ends in every direction. Oh my god, my brother and I one time went from, it was either Dallas or San Antonio, and we were just like kind of aimlessly road tripping. It was one of the coolest trips I ever took, because my brother's a lot older than me, so I was a, I was way too young to be like on a on a brother's road trip, you know, but I mm-hmm. was anyway. Um, and we were like aimlessly going from like San Antonio, I think, west mm. trying to get to like new mexico that's like a country there mm. are countries that are smaller than that journey that mm. was like all of a day and part of another day to just get out of texas In going west state. from the middle of the state mind you not like mm-hmm. you know i mean san antonio maybe is east of the middle but it's not like where st louis is in missouri you know it'd be like columbia basically so yeah that state is nuts so Good. It was good. good. It's good Thanksgiving. We had brisket. We had turkey, but we also had brisket. Mm. And it was fan fucking tastic. That's good. That's good. You a, are you a turkey person or 
Yeah. I am a big turkey person, but I know there are those. My uh, sister-in-law is not a turkey person at all and likes ham on Thanksgiving. Mm. So. See, now, I'm not a ham person. Yeah, ham to me just, it's got to be done really right, you know? And it's hard to do it really right, it's I just feel like. salty water mm-hmm. inside of a meat. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's what it is to me every time. You know, like, this is doesn't taste bad. Just don't want to eat more than half a piece of this <laughs> turkey is okay i get i probably like turkey more than the average person just because most people i feel like don't like turkey mm-hmm. so me being like ah, it's fine I is love turkey me singing high praises from the rafters the leftovers the day after really are what the yeah. whole show's about and really if you don't like turkey you can just cover it in gravy you can cover it in cranberry sauce i'm a big i'm a big fan a cranberry sauce. Oh, yeah? Nice. I have not traditionally been, and then I tried it this year, and I was like, this isn't so bad. Mm. I had oh, maybe some cranberry you jelly recently. You don't even need to something. enjoy the sauce itself. You can just, or like real cranberry sauce. Mm-hmm. You can take that ocean spray shit and pull it out of a can <laughs> that's shaped like a can. Throw it at oh, people. Oh, dude, so good. I'll eat, I'll eat that. I'll eat like a whole can of that <laughs> on my own. It's disgusting. <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, that's good. I'm glad that you had a good time down yeah. there. I had a niece born over Thanksgiving. We talked about yes, that congratulations. last week. Well, thank you, thank you. She's very adorable, and you know, is going to run this family, and and already, basically, she already does. <laughs> but um, so yeah, we're it was a eventful week apart, but it was also eventful in the hockey world. Mm. I talked about it a lot last week in the allegations that have come out, <laughs> the firings that have happened, and there have been. A slow trickle of new allegations this week, uh, but some of them, you know, Mark Crawford of the Blackhawks got burned pretty bad mm-hmm. by a couple of tweets, and I think there was even more stuff out about Babcock, that Chelio story about Babcock abusing, uh, I don't remember, was it Franz Nielsen? Mm-hmm. Was that who it was? I, or no, 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 it wasn't. Franz Nielsen sucks. This was an yeah. older guy. <laughs> I was like, you're getting your wires <laughs> crossed. <laughs> we were talking about Franz Nielsen recently, but for different reasons. Uh, but yeah, an older Hawks player. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just a weird time to be a hockey fan. And you were kind of like part of all that, but also not like in the center of your hockey world during mm-hmm. the, all that. So is there anything you wanted to add or discuss further about those things? Um, I think all I could really say is whenever I see sort of like the dissenting opinion on these things mm-hmm. where people are like, you know, hockey's getting soft and we really need, you know, especially the Babcock stuff. I feel like no one's really going to go and defend Bill Peters, which is mm-hmm. good. You, you shouldn't. <laughs> but <laughs> I understand people kind of want to defend Babcock because it's like, well, hey, it's just, you know, tough love and stuff. And I got that when I was a player and you're going to be soft if you don't. And all I got to tell you, um, unfortunately, is like, for them at least, is that that's the way everything is headed. Mm-hmm. And the way I would always phrase it to someone that says, oh, things are, you know, people are becoming soft and stuff. I'd say people are becoming aware. Mm-hmm. And the more technology connects us, the more you are not going to be able to get away with treating someone poorly. Yeah, I acknowledge that that can be an overcorrection and people can get very mm-hmm. sensitive about a lot of things that really they shouldn't be. But I think as a culture, we've decided if you punch people in the head or just like harm another individual, like no matter what, that's mm-hmm. a bad that's a bad thing. Mm-hmm. And that's not tough love. That's just bad. And so that has to be out of a sport, even when the sport involves people hitting each other, you know? Yeah, it's 
it's I don't even like the word because the word has so much like weight behind it, but it is a very toxic attitude to mm-hmm. be like the players just need to man up. It's like no, no, because you don't, you know, like just as an example, and mm-hmm. I, neither of these players have been involved in any any accusations at all. But you know who is replaceable between Connor McDavid and is it Dave Tippett? Oh, up yeah, in, the, the coach. Yeah. yeah. Which one of those people is very easily replaceable, <laughs> and one of them is not, and it's not Dave Tippett who's not, and like that's just you know a random example because it's Connor McDavid, mm-hmm. but it's like I don't want the players to run the sport or like mm-hmm. you know whatever, but I, I, it also baffles me that these things can go on at this high a level, mm-hmm. you know the Akimalu thing especially. Mm-hmm. And I don't, you know, in my head, I'd like to believe that if I was in that dressing room, I'd have walked over to um, Bill Peters and said, "Bill Peters, no relation." My, yeah, right. yeah, no relation. We, <laughs> we used, used to, to joke, joke, but, but there's we no jokes. Who's the Who's the former goalie? Oh, uh, Jimmy Peters. Jimmy Peters. Now that's my boy. There you go, <laughs> Jimmy Peters, who might have played for Bill Peters because he, he was in Carolina. Once what does maybe? Jimmy Peters think about <laughs> Bill Peters? Uh, but. Um, yeah, I mean, I'd like to believe that I would have been the guy in the locker room to go over and be like, no way, like, that mm-hmm. ends immediately. But I probably wouldn't have, you know, because I'm very, like, passive and mind my own business. And so, yeah, I think, to your point, all of that is to say, like, I, th- I really liked when you said people were becoming aware, because mm-hmm. I think it it's a combination. Like, yeah, there is there is excess, but also... There's transformation. There's good mm. transformation. And I think not having racial slurs lobbed at you. And like you said, I don't think there aren't a lot of people saying, yeah. well, you know, Akeem Alou just needs to toughen up. That, you know, not being physically assaulted at your job. I mean, that's the thing. Apply this to any other workplace. Yeah, apply, like apply this to any other workplace. And I get it. They make millions of dollars. But imagine that your boss, you know, after you turned in a... A subpar report was like, you know, dragged you into a hall and screamed at you and then punched you in the back of the head <laughs> and see if you feel like you just need to toughen up. Yeah, I guess you know, I just got to like, work harder. It's just, uh, yeah, it's a bit ridiculous. So, you know, we can leave that in the past for the mm-hmm. most part um, and just sort of uh, <sighs> hopefully, I mean, I, I want the league to move past it in the sense that like i hope this is the worst of it yeah, and we're done just, yeah. but i don't want the league to move past it in that we forget the lessons mm-hmm. we've learned over the last week and you know it's it's a um i guess a little bit of a testament to uh that kind of split mindset in the nhl in terms of um you know old school versus new school and i think we'll continue to see that uh, sort of develop so there on other news more fun news there were a couple of uh contract extensions this week one on the blue well not really an extension but we'll talk about it uh but the two big ones were the the dual boston bruins contracts first reported by ryan whitney of spit and chicklets mm. i don't know if you saw that but he, he broke the news he said it was coming and then it came and <laughs> Friedman did not credit him, so just saying. But uh, Chris Wagner, who I swear to God, we played an entire seven-game series against this team, and I don't think I knew Chris.
Chris Wagner existed, but he's got five points in 27 game played this year. Uh, seems to be, you know, a third or fourth line winger. He got a three-year, $1.35 million AAV extension. And then the bigger one was Charlie Coyle, who came home after that trade from Minnesota, got a six-year extension valued at $5.25 million per season. Uh, he has six goals and 10 assists uh, in 28 games this year and really has just seemed to have evolved as a player since mm-hmm. joining his hometown team. Anything to say about either of those contracts? I don't think either of them are honestly especially noteworthy, but they are big players who sign deals. So yeah, I, I think thought we'd bring it up. I think for what they got Charlie Coyle for, which I can't remember, did you say what it was? Uh, the AAV, yeah. or what they traded for him. Oh no, what the what the AAV is? Five point two five million. I think that's really good for someone that should mm-hmm. be a fifty point player. Like Jaden Schwartz, or yeah. a little, hopefully a little less than Jaden yeah. Schwartz, but. As like an ideally for us, um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think that's a really good deal. Any deal these days that comes in under six million, you're almost just like eh. for any player, almost <laughs> like oh yeah, that's pretty good. So, uh, you know, hats off to the Boston Bruins, and that's the last time I'll ever say that. Phrase. <laughs> <laughs> any comments on the uh, much much discussed Chandler Stevenson to the Vegas Golden Knights trade mm. for a fifth round pick? Chandler Stevenson is honestly the guy I thought was the australian oh yeah whenever <laughs> i hear his... more australian than nathan nathan walker for some i don't know what happened but my wires got crossed and that's who <laughs> i thought was australian until we had nathan walker on this team i was like oh it's yeah chandler stevenson did that's... that guy even play for the capitals not a ton no but he played for them or sorry stevenson did stevenson play at all for the capitals yeah okay so at least they were on the same... But not like a ton. I mean, yeah, they yeah, were yeah. about the same level. Gotcha. Stevenson's probably a little higher, but not much. So at least that's where I like made yeah. my mistake. I was like, oh no, he's always been a Minnesota Wild. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, well then I'm lost. <laughs> this is a random and totally like not a... I mean, it is a plug, but it's got nothing to do with anything. But I was, I'm doing some editing stuff at the Hockey Writers, and I mm-hmm. looked at one recently that was a, a like... It looked at the however many players have left the Capitals since the uh, since they won the Cup, which yeah. is just like a year and a half ago. And uh, it was a really good read, so people should check that out. I'll try to remember to tweet it out. But was it a lot? A lot of players? Yeah, yeah. it was a surprising amount, especially compared with our having lost, what, two now? Like, mm-hmm. I'm sure a year, I'm sure after this year we'll have lost more, but I guess Robbie Fabry now three, but... Um, yeah, it's, it was a little bit strange to see and I was surprised cause I kind of thought they did what we did where it was just like reload the, mm-hmm. you know, but they did count some players like, you know, I wouldn't have thought to count, um, beard guy from Winnipeg. What's his name? Who won the <laughs> Tyler Thorburn, Chris Thorburn. Yeah, there you go. Uh, so yeah, they kind of like that level of player, which I might not have, but yeah, it was interesting. It was a good read. Um, I guess we can move to some blues news now. Uh, we haven't gotten a chance to discuss Troy Brower officially signing a contract, have we? I don't think we have, or had he just done that last episode? I think he just did that. Okay, maybe we did. How do you feel about Troy Brower signing a contract with the Blues? Those are my thoughts. That's the extent of my <laughs> I thoughts. I think he just did that. <laughs> yeah, we just did. Did we not just speak about it? Oh, uh, Great. Mm-hmm. Question mark. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> That's the, 
Yeah, that's fair. Insert insert Paul Rudd uh, gif meme here. Look at us. I guess that's. I guess that's of him and um, what's his face have both made it mm-hmm. on this team. If him and uh, oh, yeah, McGinn yeah, yeah. had both made it on, good save because I would have stopped it and inserted that. But we'll have to wait for a better time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean we can talk about it in the course of the games, but. What's Real even... weird feeling about this team now, and I, I think I think my feeling disagrees with almost everyone else's feelings, mm. and my feeling is correct. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so people listen feel up, like I do. But educate yourself. No, as we as we go through the games and talk about it, I think we can get to that. Uh, I don't know that there's really any other NHL news that we have to get to, or Blues news. That I didn't cover somewhat last week. I'm sure there's some like whopper of a story that we're just totally forgetting about. But yeah. uh, did you get a chance to talk about Robert Vortuzzo's cross check? I feel like you probably didn't because that happened in the first of the two Nashville games. Oh no, yeah. So wow, that's that. I know we were, like, we're reaching. You remember because that like dropped. I, I think I talked about this last week, but that mm-hmm. dropped like right before the Babcock Peters stuff started, and for like. A split second that was like the story in hockey, and then it was just like we're going no. over here, you know. Which fortunately, because that was nice. But yeah, thoughts on that? I know that's another area where you got a lot of the well, people just need to man up, and mm. this is a contact sport. And I'm just like, oh no, 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 no. Mm. To me, sometimes it's really easy, and it's hard. It's hard to do in the moment, but it's easy to do a day later. To, like, just flip the jerseys. Yes. Now it's Arvidsson's a blue and that's a national predator. That's fucking awful. Yeah. That's, a, like, that's terrible. The first cross-check is the weird borderline, uh, but, you know, Robert Rattuzzo's a Anywhere tough Anywhere else on the ice, I feel like Arvidsson maybe takes a dive. He mm-hmm. did sort of, quote-unquote, dive face-first into the crossbar, mm-hmm. so I'm not convinced it was even a dive there, but he probably falls a little easy on the first yeah. one. But then on the second but, one, man, and especially, especially because it's such like a, it's an awful cross check to give to someone, but it's such a, like, just baby shit move. Oh, that's just like the thing. He's so pissed that he got called yeah. for a cross check that he, that he cross checks the other guy in anger. You literally see him look over at the ref, mm-hmm. register the call, and like process, well, then I'm going to get my money's worth mm-hmm. and actually do it. And he's done this before. He did it to, I think, Brock Nelson mm-hmm. of the Islanders, and he's done it a couple of times. And it's like, I don't think of Robert Fortuzo as like. It, I've seen a couple people be like, he's the current, you know, Rafi Torres. Oh, he's yeah, like yeah. right on um, Tom Wilson's level. And I don't necessarily like feel that mm. way, but like this was scummy. And I took a look at the history. I talked through it last week, so we don't have to go over it again. But like in Department of Player Safety's eyes, a four game suspension is pretty severe. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think he got what he deserved. I think the people who are calling for like way more than four games are just not really reading the room in terms of how suspensions work in the NHL. Mm-hmm. And like I said last week, we can talk about if the system should be changed, I'm fine with that discussion, but mm-hmm. you can't be like, because of this hit, we need to change the system for this hit. Yeah, you know, yeah. That needs to be an off season discussion. Um, but yeah, I was, I don't get the people who are defending it. And I think like you said, it's as simple as if the shoe was on the other foot, they wouldn't be. Mm-hmm. I had a guy, I had a long debate with a guy this week who was calling me, you know, a cock and a snowflake and everything in between because I was like 
you know, because Bortuzzo came back last game and had some comments about him that were pretty weak sauce, in my opinion. Yeah. About, like, well, you know, we're just playing hard or whatever. And it's like, come on, no, you weren't. Um, but, you know, he this guy got after me and he started bringing up the Tarasenko hit where he got injured and was like, that's clearly a dude's targeting the shoulder. And it was just like, to me, it was as obvious as day that he was like, yeah, because that's a blue that you think is getting violently attacked mm-hmm. who got injured on the play. And it's like, he wasn't, but then you think this predator is also, you know, like an innocent non-victim. And it's, I don't know. Anyway, um, I've got some unsolved problems from twitter this week that we'll we'll discuss at some point um but yeah i mean it's it's been a week it's been a real week in the nhl uh and i guess with that we can just sort of dive into games unless you have anything else you want to discuss there was something and now it's escaping me it is oh uh 31 thoughts this week i believe elliot freeman mentioned that the Taylor Hall sweepstakes has slowly begun mm-hmm. as the Devils try to re-sign him, but probably just, you know, are not going to. And that the Avalanche were one of the leading teams going after him. And then I think he also mentioned at the very end in one sentence that St. Louis and Dallas were also mm-hmm. suitors or, you know, in the running. And I was like, oh. I think related to that, there was a quote maybe in this week's where mm-hmm. a GM said something about, like, watch St. Louis because they think they can repeat and yep. they're going to go for it. Which I don't love, <laughs> but uh, what was your, what was your, where were you going with it? Oh, I was, I was just curious if we were to go for a Taylor Hall thing, it's got, it can't be like a rental. I mean, it could be for, it could be a rental. I, and I guess maybe it makes more sense to be a rental. I would be severely we'll upset if they went out and gave up Jordan Cairo. Mm-hmm for Taylor Hall, and there wasn't an extension in place. Oh, I'd much rather extend him, yes. Yeah. But do you see what I'm saying where, like, it, like money-wise and everything, it fits for us to have him for just, like, Well, it makes sense as months, a rental, for sure. Especially because we have the LTIR But then you have to, like, severely lower the price, in my opinion. Mm, yeah. You know, I'm not giving up Kyrie for a rental. Not a chance. Not Kyrie or Kostin or Perinovich. I'll give you a lot of other prospects, and a first, probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm not giving up those guys. I think you. I'm already interested in this team in the playoffs. Obviously, mm-hmm. we we have a podcast where we talk about this <laughs> team, so I'm obviously invested. Um, but you give you put uh, Taylor Hall on this team, uh-huh. even if it's just for at the right price, even if just for like the playoffs uh-huh. for the whatever twenty games in the playoffs. I'm fucking stoked. Yeah, yeah, that'd be dope. I don't know. It got it got my juices flowing. Yeah, I, was like, I mean. Ooh, I want I want something spicy. I and have very the Justin Falk trade is long in my rearview mirror. <laughs> I need something fucking new to play with. I have very mixed feelings about the Taylor Hall thing because it's like I, I would kill to have Taylor Hall on this team. Mm-hmm. Um, and it but it feels weird. There are two things like it feels weirdly like like um, the Shattenkirk was the opportunity for us to have him. And now it's like, Oh, but now we can't have him, but even maybe we can. Uh, but the other thing is like, I'm just worried about the price and I'm worried about Ruby's utilization of him. Cause I've seen a couple of mm. people on Twitter and I don't disagree with their thought process, basically saying, I'm not sure we should go get Taylor Hall because I'm not sure he's a fit 
in the system we have. And I don't disagree with like the thinking, but then I'm, my response is then change the system. Mm-hmm. Because t- whatever system you have, Taylor Hall needs to fit in it. No, there's not a question. Like that's not, <laughs> yeah. you know, like that'd be like, I like this car, but I'm just not sure a transmission fits in That's it. funny. I was trying to think of a like, car analogy. Yeah, it was like, like, well, then your car's silent. Yeah, exactly. Well, our <laughs> car did pretty good last year, so. I will have you know that when we pushed it down the hill, it yeah. got to the bottom it of the hill. It was still first, so I don't know. I don't think we need it. Uh, but yeah, so the, just a lot of interesting questions there about, you know, like you said, it would be so fascinating if it happened. Um it's it's interesting too because we're in that time frame where like December to me is, in terms of being a fan, is such a generally non month mm-hmm. where it's just like you're in the you're like in the heat of hockey season, anything can really happen. I mean, there's still teams that are your have nots and your haves and whatnot, but there's still plenty to like plenty of movement that can go on Ooh, in the standings. Which reminds me, we should do the Thanksgiving standing check before mm. the end of the episode. Oh yes, but. Very planned out this episode. We really, we really figured it out. <laughs> we'll get better. We'll <laughs> well, next Thanksgiving, by next Thanksgiving, we'll have that part planned ahead of time. <laughs> but like December is a quiet month normally in terms of like news. Too. You uh, get those extensions. You get an extension here and there, or a coach that's publicly uh, humiliated. Yeah, you know, know, one of those. But. It always feels like all of a sudden you get into the new year, January, and then there's all of a sudden just talks because you're getting that much closer to the trade deadline. And then all of a sudden there's like tons of news. Oh, Taylor Hall literally says he's not signing with the Devils and yada yada. Mm-hmm. But for all December, it's always just speculation time where it's like, ah, we're getting close, but it's too early to tell. Who's to say? And then the middle of January and it's like, oh yeah, no, we know mm-hmm. this guy's not signing. We know how much money we have. Uh, the Blues start to panic because Petrangelo hasn't done anything yet. I'm... I mean, we only talked two weeks ago when I was okay, panic, and I'm or already, you start I, to I start to panic. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit there, too. We can talk about that. Uh, but yeah, it's an, it's going to be an interesting month. And I, I talked last week on Twitter and some in the podcast about like how the Blues need to treat this as a lost season. And I look like a horse's ass now that they've gone and won five of the next seven after like losing half their roster but my point with that is just like i don't want to see them do moves that are just for this year Mm -hmm. you know like i don't want to see them thinking one year at a time right now even if you know even if they think they can win another stanley cup i'm not convinced that they can i don't i'm not saying they can't Mm -hmm. you know but like that's so damn hard. Like it seems, it seems insane to me to like plan on a repeat in the first place. Mm-hmm. You know, so like I don't know. I've got a lot of mixed emotions about that, and I think a lot of that will just sort of naturally unfold as we come through the rest of the podcast and talk about some of the numbers. So, do you want to get started talking about games, or do you have yeah. any final thoughts? Let's do them games, baby. All right, let's get started. So for these games, uh, I think it's appropriate that since it's been two weeks, we don't do our usual 
deep dive into the people ep- want to know <laughs> what we think about the two one lost in Nashville. We're they, gonna, they want to know, and we're gonna talk about our our feelings. Yeah, we again. have our feelings today. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we're not gonna go goal by goal through uh, games that happened two weeks ago because who needs it? Four uh, two loss against Nashville on Saturday last. Um, Saturday two lasts ago, I guess, at this point. Um, the Predators did score 20 seconds in. Uh, it wasn't a great play from Bennington, and then they got another goal three minutes in, and Clem Costin scored his first goal and then was immediately sent down to the AHL and then was immediately injured. Mm. Um, but, yeah, the Predators ended up winning this one 4-2. to two. Wasn't an especially close game. Ian, how do you feel about this game i felt yucky because (laughs) i remember because we go on and we'll talk about just after this we play nashville again we play nashville in nashville i remember last year we were playing nashville in a back-to-back and we won both games and Mm -hmm. one of them was like a bumping game from tarasenko where he had like a hat trick and he won at no t and I, those games were amazing. They were kind of right. They were within our 11 game win streak and they were towards the beginning. So it was sort of this special, like, oh boy, we're. And Nashville was ahead of us in the standings at that point, too. So it was an amazing, amazing feeling to have. And part of me wanted to recapture that with these. And mm-hmm. it was not to be. And it, it made me a little sad. I think we were, I was at a friend's having sort of like a pre Thanksgiving <laughs> sort of meal. And they having ruined, a bris. <laughs> yeah, and they ruined my meal. They ruined my meal. Uh, I'll say that. They ruined pre Thanksgiving for me. Be honest with us. Were you know. one of those basic white bitches that had a Friendsgiving? Is that basically what happened? I will not be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. In other words, yes. Uh, there were about 47 and a half minutes at even strength in this game. Part of that, of course, was Robert Vortuzo's cross-check, which we already discussed. Mm. Uh, the e- Ians, the Ians, the St. Louis Fighting Ians, had uh, thir- 46% of the Corsi 4 at uh, all strengths and 38.9%, 8% of the Fenwick for which is also a number but not one i know when you think about <laughs> you feel is is finwick to corsi what nikolai tesla is to <laughs> <laughs> thomas <Yes. Edison. laughs> i feel like uh, i wanted to say emerson and i was like that's not right so i'm glad you laugh loudly because i needed to think of the guy's <laughs> actual name but i feel like that's their relationship and then sedgwick he can just get is that the s is that what the s is for because there's an s for or oh, I think shots shots for. Okay, okay, okay. I'm an idiot, but yeah. Sedgwick. Kira Sedgwick. Sedgwick. <laughs> she dipped her She's toe a into huge these water. Fan. Uh, but yeah, I do believe Fenwick is the Tesla to Corsi's Edison. <laughs> Fenwick is the one that's essentially Corsi, but they take out blocked shots. Yeah. So there's. I always try and like try and reason this in an English sentence. So they're basically saying that. If your shot was blocked, we're not going to count it as a possess- as like a chance for mm-hmm. you. We're not going to count it as possession. You gave up possession by getting the shot blocked. Which I sort of makes sense. Yeah, but yeah. Well, it doesn't matter because Corsi's got more wide Corsi's the winner. So. AC versus DC. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Um, Did you know in Australia they call ACDC Akadaka? It's fucking true. It's fucking true. I do not like that. Akadaka! I do not like that. <laughs> oh, no. 
We're going to talk a lot about Australia this week, but that's the worst part of it. (laughs) Um, Yikes. Okay. uh, What was our high danger chances? Our high danger chances in this game, I'm detecting a theme you want to discuss, uh, were five to the Predators 14. Well. There's the start of a theme, folks. Keep track. Remember that one. Uh, You want to go ahead and move on? Yeah. Anything else you want to say about Costin's first goal or Bortuzzo's? Mistake. Reduce <laughs> <laughs> mistake. Alleged mistake. Yeah, exactly. Um, Clem Costin has a shot, and I think I knew that, but it was nice to see on a screen or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, you know that they're drafting that position because they're a good player mm-hmm. and they've scored in the AHL, but it just, it's so much different scoring the NHL, and it was good to see him do that. Uh, was this his first game, too, or no? This was his second or third, I okay, think. Okay, that's right. Oh, yeah, because yeah, I saw him. He game. played a number of games, yeah. actually. But it was nice that he got that out of the way real early on. I hope mm-hmm. he, I don't know what his status is currently. Is he still out? He is out, but it's not a long-term thing. Okay. I think he's respected back in the next week or two. Okay. Uh, world-class Sully, too. A worldy of a Sully, if you will. You well, I hate that word. Go so. listen to our <laughs> other podcast to figure out why that word is so sensitive for Ian right now. But, um, yeah, it was a, that was the one bright spot in this turd soup of a game. <laughs> and speaking of turd soup, uh, two nights later, in what most expected would be a revenge game. Uh, Did you type these notes? Yeah, okay. I think so. Okay. <laughs> Which part are you? <laughs> the first two or the first two notes? Uh, Nashville beat the Blues 3-2 to two in overtime. I took pre-game notes were bullshit on Twitter, <laughs> and first period notes were bullshit on the ice. I didn't even record any of the goals in this game. Um, the uh, my overall feel for this game was that the Blues were, you know how a while back I criticized people who said, well at least they got a point in all those games where they had like a one goal lead and surrendered mm-hmm. it in the final five minutes and then lost in overtime. Well, this was the opposite where I felt like at least they got a point yeah. was a very valid argument because oh, for sure this was the one I believe Shin scored in late and we were you know in a game that we probably really shouldn't have been and. Uh, Overall, you know, I mean, it was a little gross, and I never like losing to Nashville. But you get a point on the road in Nashville, you can't be too upset about it, I guess. I don't know. What were your thoughts on this game? Yeah, I was happy that they got a point out of it because I believe weren't they not down to nothing? They mm-hmm. came back to tie it. Yep, we had forty percent of the Corsi too at all strengths. So uh, Bonino and Johansson scored, and then Perron and Braden Shin scored for us, and then they won in the shootout. Oh yes, the player that scored in the shootout for them was the player that got called up because Arvidsson was hurt. So it was Daniel big, Carr. Yeah, it was oh. like a big, you know full circle like aha we got him see and i was like well okay and, yeah but your guy's still dead so <laughs> i also see that on even strength we had four high danger chances to their eight so. mm-hmm. and six to their ten at all strengths oh, so. boy. thoughts or you want to wait let me see i want to look at their shot chart uh it was all over the place it's fine that's fine it's, it's fine. fine no they no suck. No trend there yet. Uh, the Predators had been ice cold before this series, though. and Yeah, they, that sucked. Uh, I was not happy that we were the ones that like brought them out of their slumber. I don't think they're like totally back yet, if I'm no. recalling correctly. No. They are currently, 
oh, wow, they are definitely not back yet. They are currently uh, well outside of a playoff spot. How many points do you think they have? We have 42. How many points do you think the Nashville Predators have, remembering that they beat us twice? Um, 42. They have 27? 29. They do have 29. So you you guessed, but I think I warmed you up. They do have three games in hand on us, uh, but they are currently in the... Uh, fourth from the bottom place in the conference so still not great um but yeah uh, they they beat us so maybe um, they just you know. suck they just suck and it's all their fault <laughs> <laughs> exactly uh moving on to the wednesday eleven twenty seven game against that was the date not the time when it happened against the tampa bay lightning yes do you think just going back away, do uh-huh. you, that chant for nashville is as annoying to us as like counting the goals as to other probably, fan bases, yeah, probably. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're like five, yeah, <laughs> and they're like fucking hate this crowd. <laughs> I believe it, but yeah. I like to think at least our counting thing is just a fun little counting thing uh-huh. instead of sounding like a bunch of fucking assholes. Uh-huh. Sorry, sorry for laugh bombs. I'm revved up. I just the, the whole thing. I would hate the. Uh you just suck thing Mm. if it was i would hate it less if it was like playoffs and big goals Mm -hmm. but when it's like a 4-1 game you Mm -hmm. and they're the one Mm -hmm. and like bennington lets in the second goal with like three minutes left and they do it i'm like come on guys come on Mm -hmm. what are we doing (laughs) have some self-respect like we know but we have to that's the part when is i feel like there it's like that's the part where it's like their fandom showing through Mm -hmm. because i feel like if we do the same thing in our game we'll do the one and the two but it's like one two (laughs) you know it's not anyway maybe maybe all fans just suck maybe that's the common denominator um (laughs) that's right uh the blues uh beat the lightning in south florida uh uh, by a score of really central Florida, not really south Florida, but uh, <laughs> they were in Florida nonetheless. Someone just had an annual. <laughs> right. uh, by a score of four to three, I appeared on uh, a local Tampa Bay Lightning. I think it's essentially the Lightning's radio pregame show, which is whoa. Oh, we're working our way up. <laughs> um, they uh, were kind enough to have me on before both of our games against the Lightning this year. And uh, I very boldly said, you know, the Blues' problem is they're great in low-scoring games, but they'll never win those, you know, 4-3 to three games. <laughs> and they probably won a 4-3 to three game. So I'm glad I could look like that asshole. <laughs> but, um, yeah, this was a this was a closer fun. This was like a fun game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kucherov scored early. Uh, Sunquist answered him with a shorthanded goal. Oh, this was the Sunquist game. Yeah. Sunquist got another goal later, three minutes later. Sorelli uh, got his sixth to tie the game in the second period. This was all in the second, so nothing mm-hmm. happened in the first. Uh, Sunquist went down. Um He's out forever. <laughs> I think they said it wasn't going to be too yeah, no, long, no, but I also don't know what it was. It was a lower body injury, I think. I think, but I'm not okay. sure. Uh, I don't remember what the injury was because this was the night that my niece was born and I was very lost. But well, uh, we all have make excuses. Yeah, so. we all do. And uh, Sanford <laughs> got his third goal of the season to open the third period, eight minutes in. Shen got his 13th, and Braden Point got the uh, last goal of the game to make things close in the final five minutes, uh, but it wasn't to be, and the Blues won. And um, at even strength, the Blues had 
43% of the Corsi and uh, six high danger chances to the Lightning's 11. Mm. Thoughts on that? Any thoughts? Not great. Uh, that's have... three games in a row where the other team has basically doubled us up in high danger chances. Let's see. What was the other thing? Oh, I don't have the shot chart. We yeah. did have 11 to 8 at all strengths, but still, you know power plays don't count so mm-hmm. i mean you're, you're gonna get a high danger chance on the power play unless you don't because you're bad but who knows no, our power play can be touch and go but it's uh, weird we're fifth on the power play as of last night it's kind of i don't know it just it doesn't register in my head that we're fifth in the league that makes me rather than go oh good for the blues it makes me think man what's happening to the other mm-hmm. the other uh whatever it is 26 teams behind us they suck uh you're right oscar sunquist out with lower body injury, you're correct. Lower body. Everyone, that could be anything from hip to toe. <laughs> <laughs> That's that is the lower body injury. Um Yeah, so he's wearing a walking boot on his right foot at one point. When we thought Oscar Sunquist was dead, this was the point. This was one of the many points where I was like, Oh, this team is in serious trouble. Mm-hmm. Uh but you know, it didn't I'm glad he's not as seriously injured as we'll talk about it. I think we can get to it at the end of this string of matchups. There are still concerns that I have, uh, and we'll discuss them as we go on. So the next game, uh, (laughs) next game, the Blues took on the Dallas Stars in Dallas. Uh, That's um, excuse me. That's the Dallas Stars. (laughs) Uh, But uh, the. Pre-game lineup was yikes. Uh, it didn't end up working out poorly, but it looked yikes. You got your Schwartzshin Thomas on the wing, which, why? What, like, what about him playing center did Baruby not get? Just a thought. But anyway, <laughs> uh, then you got your Sanford O'Reilly Perron, fine. But then it got to Barbashev Bozak Brower, no. which I guess was just like, hey, your guys' names all start with the same letter my name starts with. Why don't you be a line? Uh, <laughs> which I, th- I assume was his reasoning. And then McEachran, Della Rose at center, and Nathan Walker, who I think this was his first game up, I believe, playing in the lineup. I think so. Um, That's not a knife. This is annoying. <laughs> uh, if Australia had an at all recognizable national anthem, we'd play it right now. But we oh wait, but they do have a recognizable national band. Uh, we'll do it when he scores. We'll do it for his goal. We'll uh, we'll wait a few minutes. Um, but uh, Nathan Walker has looked good. Um, I've got yeah. concerns about him playing on the first line. We can discuss those later. But he's looked very good in mm-hmm. a, in a few short games. Uh, the point I made at the beginning of this game, this was a game that I did get to watch and take more notes on. If you'd told me on the night of Game 7, like after we won, that Mackenzie McEachern, Jacob Delarose, and Nathan Walker would be a line that we'd start before December of the following season, I would have spit in your <laughs> face. I would have literally just hocked a loogie all uh, Garnet Hathaway style and just landed it on your face. He's a trendsetter. No. That's right. Um, there also, uh, we didn't even get to the defensive pairings, defensive pairings, which were Dunn Petrangelo. Yay, do more of that. Cool. Bo Frerico, fine, that's mm-hmm. old hat. And uh, Falk and Benoit Pouliot, which is a, a pairing. <laughs> that's a pairing. And um, yeah, I was scared. I was scared. 
coming into this game, but Colton Pareko had a hell of a contest here, and he uh, had a terrific a first period, a real world contest, and uh, got his second goal of the season late in the first. Colton having a terrific period, cycled around behind the net and finally fired a wrister on the net that seemed to beat Bishop Queenly off the post and in. Blues outshot the Stars ten to five. There was a number of things going on. Uh, in the second period, including an impressive flurry from the fourth line, uh, the fourth line looked really good all game. And late in the period, Dowling trip done, and we sucked on the power play. Perron uh, had a pass across the face of our own goal in, like, you know, we were on the power play, but it was still a big old yikes. Um, Walker's real fast. I did not know that about his game prior to this Night seeing him skate for the first time, and McEachern's not fa- best, fat, not slow either. And this was the game I forgot about how weird this game felt. Uh, with s- three, just over three minutes left, Rupe Hints tied the goal, eleventh of the season. He's a very special young player. Pareko doesn't maybe do as much as he could here to stop Hints, but I also don't know that he could have done a lot more. And uh, Bennington. Equally, maybe could have gotten more of the, or was this Allen? This was Bennington, right? Whoever it was. Uh, could have gotten more of the puck, but, you know, it wasn't a bad goal by any stretch. Um, but then, you know, you're, you're stealing yourself from another, for another overtime. And 18 seconds later, Ryan O'Reilly scored his uh, sixth goal of the season, assisted by Ivan Barbashev, who had a real worldy of a selling, <laughs> if you will. Uh, and that was uh, that was kind of the end of it. We got the empty net goal with uh, three seconds left. Barbashev had a great game here. Uh, he had uh, 15 minutes on the ice, two high danger chances, a goal and assist, three hits, three blocks, and was seven of nine on the faceoff spot. He is... Every bit of last year's, last year's, last year's <laughs> Ivan Barbashev. I, I thought about that in the shower this morning. <laughs> uh, this was Allen in this game, and it was his best game of the season until that point. He'd get another one. Mm-hmm. Um, probably his best game in recent memory. Uh, a lot of luck went into it, as it does for any goalie, but a lot of great play went into it, too. Uh, and I wish they could have gotten him in the shutout. He deserved one, and he will get one shortly, so that and, works out well. In this game and the one against Chicago, he had some had some humdingers, some saves mm-hmm. that were just nuts, which, again, is what we've always said. As I but tweeted at some point this year, like, the, the ability has never been the question. Mm-hmm. And I think that's part of why... The people who, you know, back him really passionately get so passionate Mm -hmm. about it is because they see the heights of what he can do. And they Mm -hmm. say, look, he's a great goalie. And it's like, yeah. And sometimes he flops around his crease like a big (laughs) old fish. Uh, There was a good video from Thomas Welch, who's a a good follow on Twitter, uh, who made a video that kind of looked at, I don't know if you got to see this, but he looked at Allen in some games earlier in the season Mm -hmm. and Allen in games uh, later in the season, and, you know, it was only five or six clips, so maybe he was uh, proof-texting, but I don't think he was. And in the first half, you saw Allen when he was, like, going off the post mm-hmm. from that uh, reverse VH. He'd, like, just kick off and, like, slide over to the other side and then lose his balance. I'm doing this and getting away from the mic to show you physically, but the people <laughs> can't see it. But then in the other go- in the later uh, footage they showed of him. They show he was playing more like Bennington does, where he kind of scuffles along side mm-hmm. to side, and he seemed to have a lot more control. So that could be an actual change he's made that has improved his game. I mean, that would help a lot, yeah. 
I would assume having more control of your body would be important as a goalie. Uh, the Blues had 4.98 expected goals at all strengths in this game, which is incredible for a team that entered the game, I think, around, you know, last place in expected goals, 4 per 60. Um, they had outshot the Stars, too, 40 to 32. Um, and the Stars, I believe, were red hot coming into this game and have been red hot most of the season since a an initially kind of rocky start. Um, and I think, you know, when we're, t- when we're talking about the feel of the game, uh, the game ended, I'm trying to get to all strengths, but we had 20 high danger chances and they had 18 at five on five. So this was just, uh, we had 25 at all strengths. So yeah. this was just... A really fun. Well, yeah, it was, but it was (laughs) a really fun game. Yeah, and I think this is one of those kind of, sort of typically blues. Like you're playing up to the best and hottest competition, Um, and I think part probably part of the reason we struggled with the Predators is because we probably went in thinking, well, you know, they're a little off their games, so this might not be as hard as possible Mm -hmm. as usual. And I think. I don't know why a team that has now won a cup still has that attribute. Uh, but um, on the good side, when you're on the good side of that, it feels really good. And so uh, the Blues got a big win here, and then they got one in the next game the following night on the 30th against the Penguins, a team we'd play twice this week. They beat them 5-2. to And this game had a couple of firsts. It had Justin Falk's first goal at eight Thank minutes you. into the game. Thank God. Uh, it finally happened. He took a shot from... Um, his, you know, kind of his normal area where he would be on the right side behind the circle. And uh, it trickled through and I think maybe, you know, hit off a skate or something, but didn't hit any boys players and he got his goal. Uh, Sam Lafferty got uh, the equalizer early in the second. And then, then our dear friend Nathan Walker. Nathan Walker, the man for the land down under where women glow and men plunder. I've never been sure. I don't know. Uh, but he got his first goal of the season, actually, this time, because he had one in the Stars game that was called back. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, his first goal as a blue, his first goal of the season, um, and got that 14 minutes into the second, and really was <laughs> just a nice shot by him, you know, yeah. on kind of a weird play. It's on like a bouncing puck a little bit, or like in the middle uh-huh. of the air. It seems like it feels. It feels like a goal that an Australian would score because they don't know how to play uh-huh. hockey. So it's just like I mean, I'll whack it. Yeah, this is nothing against Nathan Walker, a, a great hockey player, but it's just one of those weird things where it's like, yeah, you would score that. It's like, boy, I'm just gonna hit it when it bounces off the ice, then, right? <laughs> I'll give it a bit of a knock towards the net. That's um, not quite, yeah, I quite I went I went into Cockney. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, it was an, um, impossible not to. They're basically the same. Matt Murray. Not a good goalie. I made sure not to start him on my fantasy team this game because I was like, I have a good feeling we're just going to pulverize this guy. Mm-hmm. For a team that doesn't score that many goals, I still think this goalie will let them in. Ivan Barbashev, uh, every bit of last year's, last year's, last as year's, Ivan as we've always said, uh, really got his fourth goal of the season here, and it was really nice. He's had a hell of a week. 
uh, since Sunquist went down, he really has kind of stepped up into mm-hmm. that utility knife role, and that's been very helpful. Mackenzie McEachern got a goal uh, that probably Murray should have had on a redirect in front. I mean, it's under his pads. McEachern yeah. was in close, but that's one you should have as a goalie. Uh, and then at that point, we were up four to one. Chris Letang got one 13 minutes left or 13 minutes into the third. Um, and uh anytime chris letang does anything positive i'm happy because did he not have like a blood clot and then like passed out and all him. this stuff and yeah. then he had something else too he had like but he's, had it twice chris letang to me is weird too because he's also like it's like crosby then malkin then letang in mm-hmm. terms of important parts of that dynasty but every time i hear letang i think because it's such a ridiculous name i'm just like oh yeah he's that weird penguins defenseman mm-hmm. that's been there forever but he's very good and like probably a fringe hall of fame candidate mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like oh yeah chris letang uh yeah he's a he's a likable player for sure and Jaden schwartz who is an illiterate player got his seventh <laughs> goal of the season 17 minutes left a really nice power play goal 17 minutes elapsed excuse me it was all done by that point five two win for the blues very nice um, oh this schwartz goal is so dirty though the yeah David Perron passed to schwartz right and like right to him on top of the crease I feel bad for Murray, for any yeah, goalie, really. Especially the, on a just, game where he'd already struggled, you know? Yeah, you just walk the guy forehand back in, you know, right? He's back in forehand, and it's like, <laughs> all you can all you can do is bite on it. Uh-huh. You can't not bite on it. You you have to, otherwise you're letting a goal go five holes. So you have yeah. to bite on it, and then you lose. <laughs> it's pretty much uh, the three, it's another version of the three-on-O goal in Vancouver. Yeah, where it's, it's like, like, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Yeah. I'm so sorry. It's, so be- it's beautiful, for sure. There was, some, there was some really good passing in this game and the last game between uh, Thomas assisting on Barbashev's goal in this game. The Bowmeister to Barbashev to O'Reilly in the Dallas game. Like, there was some really crisp tape to tape passing that I was very impressed by. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, our friend Gift Jeff, our intern, our very highly paid intern, who is in the process as we speak of becoming way too big yeah, for this way, podcast. You were trying to big time uh, us? <laughs> He is uh, becoming a celebrity on Twitter as we speak, thanks to some interface with Steve Dangle. Uh, but he has created a couple of these. You really should <laughs> seek them out. These beautiful goal-scoring gifts where he graphically represents the players on the ice, and uh, you can see them you know, move around and their numbers make the play. And it's it's just another interesting way to see the play sort of develop, you know? And That's really cool. Yeah, he's 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 too talented for us. We are He's slumming it by yeah. even associating him. Don't forget us, show. Jeff. Please don't forget us. <laughs> Yeah, when you get hired by the Maple Leafs, get us uh, get us some seats. Sometime. Yeah, I'm more than happy to be someone stepping. Stone. <laughs> That's right. Um, Je- Jeff, for the record, just to defend his honor, would never work for the Maple Leafs. No, but you never. know, he might work for a, a hard scrabble team like the Senators. They wouldn't <laughs> pay him. Find a middle zone, Stephen. <laughs> when Seattle hires you as its oh, social media manager, oh, yeah. then you can get us some seats in the Key Center. Thank you. See, I, f- I think I figured it out. You got it. Uh, at this uh, game, we had nine. We had seven high danger chances to their nine, so we still somehow didn't have the better <laughs> of the high danger chances, uh, and we still somehow lost the Corsi Four battle with forty-seven percent. Um, but we defy the odds makers once again. <laughs> Never <laughs> tell me the odds. <laughs> right, especially when they don't work out in our favor. Uh, Much like Han Solo, we too will be stabbed by our son and <laughs> thrown off a bridge. <laughs> our son, name we gift <laughs> God damn it. Oh, and he's just going to make that into a gift. <laughs> 
You gotta watch what you say around that gift shop. Uh, you open up your mailbox and it's a fucking gift. It's like anthrax, but yeah. much less devastating. The man won't speak to us. It's just a gift form. Uh, Baruby said we had everybody contributing tonight, which is important for sure. Yawn. Uh, <laughs> Falk on his first goal as a blue. I think I've had some opportunities. I don't think I've had a ton of that from uh, a ton of them that I'm breaking my stick over the post or something that I'm trying to switch them thinking something's wrong there. It was a little tough stretch there. And I knew one would go in eventually. You've just got to stick with it. Keep shooting pucks and try and get pucks through and onto the net. Did I, you write these notes? Because I put those in. Here. I was gonna say I certainly didn't write them. This and then Walker said, "I can't do a, a, an Australian accent, so I'm just gonna read it." Uh, oh, Oi, good day. <laughs> you got it, you got it. I wasn't outside this time. <laughs> Should I not? Should I abandon it now, or no? I you gotta, going? you gotta push through. <laughs> All right, that's actually one thing I kind of work on in the summer was battling puck, battling, batting pucks out of the air like that, trying to meet them when they hit the ice. I think I got just a little lucky there as well. I'm sure a goalie's really not expecting that. I just tried to get it on net, and fortunately, it went in the net. Now I'm sounding more and more like Idris Elba. <laughs> It definitely makes you proud. It's a long way from here to there to make the effort and for them to bring the flag. It obviously means a lot lot to me. Uh, That's Walker on seeing the Australian flag in the stands. Thank you, Nathan Walker. Australia's greatest gift to sports uh, since... Somebody better, a swimmer or a beach volleyball player. Anyone, I don't know. Really, they do anyone. a lot in the Summer Olympics. Um, Check out uh, Australian style football. It's absolutely. <laughs> it's the Jeff <laughs> uh, <laughs> Jeff just sent us a, a money puck tweet. Uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Tampa and the Toronto Maple Leafs both have under fifty percent playoff odds. Delightful. Um, <laughs> Oh, okay. Uh, okay. All right. Are we back? Are we? Are we? Okay. My my cheeks actually hurt a little bit. They're actually a little sore, and my neighbor is throwing what I can only presume is a body. (laughs) 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 The St. Louis Blues on Monday night. Even this game feels like a long time ago. Beat the Chicago Blackhawks four to nothing. Um, This was. How do I describe? This was, this was like, you go, you know, that point in a, like, after a breakup where you're like, I don't hate this person anymore. I just don't want to see or think about them. Mm -hmm. That's kind of how I felt about the Blackhawks. I'm like, they're so vile, but also so pathetic (laughs) that, like, beating them four to nothing, it it means nothing to me. (laughs) It means nothing. (laughs) This was so sad to watch this team that literally couldn't ice a full roster because of salary cap Mm. concerns, and yet has no possibility of making the playoffs, and also, at the same time, limited 
limited possibility of getting Alexi Lafreniere, uh, and also was one coach down because of serious allegations of misconduct <laughs> against Mark Crawford, just kind of hobble onto the ice and pretend to th- pretend to pose a threat against their argu- theoretical biggest rival on home ice in the United Center. It was almost sad. I think you summed it up. It's, there's such a... You're such a non-team now to me. I just, like... It makes me... You're right. It makes me sad. A rivalry isn't as fun if they just suck, you know? I was like, this is... And then they... Oh. oh." Then they wear these third jerseys, baby. Oh, boy. Which I thought we... I thought those were done. I thought, I thought you did that one I time because you had to. That was like, to me, I was like, these are awful, but I get it. You have to come up with a winner yeah, class you gotta come up with a new every one. other year. So, fine. You know? Mm-hmm. But then they brought them back, and I'm like, what are you thinking? Why? Uh, and this this from a blues fan, as we established, you know, a great big blues the, fan. Why not wear the third jersey that was like a black jersey? Like, your alternate jersey that you used to have that was black. It just flipped the, flipped the black and red as like mm-hmm. primary and secondary colors. I thought jersey looked dope. I'll say this as a Blues fan. I like I like the Chicago Blackhawks jerseys. They're classic. Very They're good, great. Yeah. Uh, do that. Don't do this weird black and white bullshit. The weird thing about this too is like I don't. I feel like they were trying to go black and white because that's like old, old timey. Yeah. But the the jerseys themselves, the sweaters, excuse yeah. me, don't look old timey at all. Like they mm. look very new agey, but just black and white. Like, they, if they wanted to go old-timey, they should have done, like, grayscale. They could have mm. done something really cool, but this was, like, ooh, this these are bad. And... Real quick, real quick, real quick. You could take as long as you need. We've Sorry. just been given a feel on these games, yeah, so yeah, we're yeah. not taking as long as you did think. We, did we talk about the Avs jersey? Their Stadium Series jersey? I don't know if we did. It's awful. It's bad. Some people love it. But then did you see the LA Stadium Series no. jersey? Is it worse? It's worse. Oh, no, 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 no. Is that the same game? As that yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Okay, hold on. This is going to be a live yeah. reaction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, haven't yeah. seen this at all. Maybe I oversold it, but maybe, maybe those can't be real. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. All right. Where's the news? Where's the news? We need the news. Give me, give me them hot deets. The, the Avs one is... A-Y-S. And, and, <gasps> yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait a second. No, 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 no. That was just a preview. I didn't see what I actually <laughs> saw. Wait a second. Where are these? Where are the friggin' jerseys? Why do you have a whole article on the jerseys? The... Oh, no! Oh, no! What the... What? What am I looking at? Oh, just oh like, my god! Just a travesty. Who, who approved that? <laughs> just this like, is what you mean, right? Yeah. Who okayed that? Uh, How? Now we're just wearing, like, just. Now we can just wear whatever you <laughs> we're want. We're just wearing gobbledygook. What the? F- I like how you'll just wear anything. I, like, oh, this is such a, like, they tried. With both of these, mm-hmm. they tried. And, like, that's where, that's the difference, actually, to me between these and the black and white Blackhawks mm-hmm. jerseys is no thought went into the Blackhawks ones. Yeah. But with these two, they tried. And they got it oh so wrong. 
I kind of like that they're both awful and they're going to uh-huh. play in these against each other. Yeah. I'm like, oh, this will be some weird warp I love this, zone. This picture of the this one on the player, yeah. but he's not in pads and he's just kind of hanging with his arms down. You yeah, know? That's how I feel so about it. So it looks like a pajama shirt <laughs> and it looks so sad. It looks like he's depressed or at the very least tired, a bit knackered and ready for bed. <laughs> but uh, this. It looks like the abs one looks like he's wearing a bib. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 For sure. But the this is oh, it's like they tried to make the letters skates, mm-hmm. and they're actively speeding like the Canucks skate. But the Canucks are already doing that this year, and to great effect, mm-hmm. by the way. But this is a travesty. This is wow. Thank you for that. Thank you for. <laughs> Oh, oh boy. Oh boy. Okay, okay. LA just digging their own grave. Shuck and move. Shuck and move. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. right, What were we talking about? Oh, we were talking about the Blackhawks jerseys. So, yes, Um, there you go. I'm just going to retweet these real quick. These kings. (laughs) This is a live tweet, folks. These are awful. (laughs) Um. Yeah, so live tweet is over and done with. So, ah, uh, yeah, I just felt bad. I just felt, I felt honestly a little sad that like we're finally really good, and the Blackhawks can't also be at least competitive. Because you can be that thing where like you know, like the Cardinals and Cubs have been a lot where the Cardinals are really good and the Cubs are like fine, mm-hmm. and then like when they play each other, it's really tight. Or as it's been lately, the reverse of that, you know. Yeah. But this is just not. This is just an imbalance of power. <laughs> and the Blues shoved it down their throat immediately. Mackenzie McEachern uh, got a puck off the boards on a really weird bounce from Vince Dunn and just knocked it right in backhand past um, Crawford and. You know, we really wouldn't have had to do anything else in this game. <laughs> uh, we got a few more. Um, Bozak missed on a high breakaway. Schwartz scored his eighth power play goal of the season. Uh, 14 minutes, well, his eighth goal of the season on the power play. 14-22 into the game. This was also a very nice play. Uh, nice. Um, nice. Where uh, O'Reilly threw to Baran, who threw it back to... Um, Petrangelo, who took a shot with a lot of space, and Schwartz tipped it in. Another great gift there by Jeff. Uh, he doesn't remember our names, and he's deleted our cell phone numbers. Uh, Braden Shin scored early in the third, well, not early in the third, ten minutes, nine minutes into the third. Nathan Walker's first assist as a blue. Jaden Schwartz, uh, his 14th assist as a blue. I forgot to mention, in that game of firsts against the Penguins, I think Troy Brower maybe got a point. Uh, or Jacob Delarose, one or the other, got a point, uh, their first point back with the team. I think it was Delarose got his first point with the team, so good for him. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, Tyler Bozak, but basically really only Mata scored the final <laughs> goal. Uh, you know, Ian, it was either Jack Johnson or it was Ole Mata, and maybe it should have been Jack Johnson. <laughs> um, yikes! That is a that is a uh, that is a real brain scratcher right there. Uh, slapper for the goal. There were uproarious "Let's Go Blues" chants in the United Center, which I saw some people make hay out of. But I'm glad I didn't see more people make hay out of because again, it's just sad. It's not an accomplishment. This team is pathetic right now. Um, 
yeah, it's just rivalries are less fun mm. when one of the teams is an ECHL team <laughs> it's with weird. Patrick Kane on yeah. it. That's weird to me, yeah, that they don't make the playoffs last year. Patrick Kane still has like 110 points. Uh-huh. It's like, okay, was the next highest? Per- I think Taves even had a good year last year. Like he had a really points. good games, yeah. So like, Probably was, his best point scoring season ever. Did Saad have like 40? Was that like the next uh, probably, highest person? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Let's look it up. I'll look it up for funsies. Blackhawks stats, 20... 19 give me that sweet sweet hockey reference i don't want any of this nhl.com i feel the same way about the detroit red wings when i look at them in dead last Mm. i mean it's been a little longer since they've been our rival like man i remember when we used to play you and it'd be a rivalry and you'd beat the shit out of us and i'm like oh we almost beat our rival and now they're just seven and 19 or something what a frankenstein team Patrick Kane, 110 points. Jonathan Taves, 81 points. Alex Debrinkat, oh, 76 right. points. Oh. 41 of them goals. Eric Gustafsson, 60 points. Oh, no, 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 no. Dylan Strom, remember that one mm. good season he had? I think he's not he's that toast. anymore, but he had 51 points. And then, yes, Sod 47, Keith, 40, <laughs> Anisimov, and Cahoon, 37. Then they probably got rid of Cahoon, I think, and then it just fell off the So, map. like, it's not terrible, so they must have just been scored. Ooh, actually, on... Dylan Strom's still been very good this year. Oh. They must have been I scored think they just on suck. relentlessly. Yeah, I mean, they, they didn't have Crawford, that Crawford's been unhealthy and not himself. Lanier's, Lanier's actually been really good this year. I don't know what it is. That team is just bad and at its core. It's mm-hmm. a it's a poop burger. <laughs> it's like the buns are good. They're just buns. But then you get to the middle and it's poop. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, this ain't meat. This used to be meat. This is someone else's. This is poop. This is somebody else's meat. <laughs> the Blues, even in a game they dominated, had... 44% of the Corsi and no. 13 high fuck? danger chances to the Blackhawks 11. Um, uh, so, you know, if the if the, if the week had ended there, we'd have felt great. That was Jake Allen's 20th shutout, by the way, tying, <laughs> I wrote tying Jake Allen, but tying Brian Elliott for second all time with the Blues. His first shutout since March 7th, 2019 against the LA Kings. Um, and for a 4-0 defeat of the Chicago Blackhawks, that was about as boring of a hockey game as it could have been. Um, but yeah, the Blues' final game of the week was against the Pittsburgh Penguins in Pittsburgh, and it became a 3 to nothing defeat. Tristan Jari was a net for the Penguins. Uh, you love his Tom and Jerry theme yeah, mask. Like, I know, haven't seen it. Tristan Jari, Tom, Tom and Jerry. Jerry. I it's, love that that's a yeah. thing. That's terrific. It, I like to look great. Uh, maybe going to replace um, Matt Murray as the long-term goaltender yeah, of this team. I may have to pick him up at some point. Gunnarsson is back in the lineup and on top pairing with Petrangelo after being out sick again in the previous game. Blues enter the game on a 10-game road point streak. Thump, thump, Yeah, I wanted thump. to text you about that yesterday because I was just too tired and must have misread it, but I swear it said on their website it was like a uh, 10-game point streak, like point streak. Mm-hmm. And then I looked at their, and in the article it even quoted in their last 10, they're 6-2-2, two, and two, and I was like, well, that... Is impossible. I was like, oh, road yeah. point streak. Very, <laughs> yeah. very baseball stat of them. Road point streak on Wednesdays. <laughs> During the day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, th- you know what's a killer, Ian, is an early period goal. 
so the boys conceded one of those to Teddy Bluger, his third of the season on Marcus Peterson's shot, which he deflected midair. Very nice deflection. Brandon Tanav got the other assist. Uh, Ian, you know what else is a killer is a late period goal. Uh, the Blues conceded <laughs> oh. one of those too late in the second period to Stefan Noesen. Noesen, his first of the season, assisted by Jeremy McCann and Dominic Cahoon. This is the one where Justin Falk just looked awful. Um, and what you doing, buddy? Noesen looked very excited. Uh, but yeah, Justin just navel gazing puck watching certainly not player defending yeah no he certainly doesn't know where no essen is um and uh, (laughs) this gif is like he barely figures out the puck is like he traces his eyes from the puck up to the penguins they're like oh shit there's a guy there (laughs) yeah it really is um and then uh alex galchenyuk got his second of the season so much for that uh Glorious contract year for Alex Galchenyuk in, in Pittsburgh, huh? Uh, Sean <laughs> Sam Lafferty assisted on that one. I'm glad, though. I'm kind of glad he didn't have a great 60-point year, so some poor schmuck team went out and gave him, like, a five-year, $30 million contract oh, yeah. or something, you know? Um, he deserves to suck. <laughs> you like, just what do you have against suck. Alex Galchenyuk? I don't have anything against him. I just feel like... I don't I, have anything for him, either. Yeah, right. That's pretty much it. Um... Our penalty kill was good in this game. We killed five penalties. And the rest of it, uh, Ian was uh, real poopy. <laughs> I've been using the word poop a lot, but it does describe us fairly effectively. Uh, the Blues got a whopping six high danger, eight on all strength high danger chances to the Penguins, 18. And the Penguins had 54% of the Corsi. We seem to linger between like 50, 45 and 47% of the Corsi. Mm-hmm. Our sweet um, spot. Our, now that we're through all the games. Oh, Steven. Oh, the quote I need to read? No, if you would, I'd just like you to gaze real quick at this uh, shot chart, <laughs> if you would. Oh, and even strength. I mean, it gets worse on, on all strengths, but holy shit. It's literally, folks, it's just a giant, <laughs> like, just a screaming red dot in front of Bennington or in front of the net. It's like, it's There's red. literally, so like people who don't know heat maps, there's like... You know, it's it's green where there's a, yeah, a, a shot or two, uh, and then it gets darker to close to red. There is literally nothing but green. There's, like, only yellow and red right in front of the net, and then, like, one spot on the right point where, like, probably Chris Letang took four shots or whatever. <laughs> there's nothing else. It's all green, but, oh, my God, it's so bad. Woo! Oh boy! That front, you know, you know what? <laughs> I, know. Yes. I think there's something we need to say about that. Mm. I think Lizzo put that one perfectly. I was not feeling good as hell after this game. I'll tell you that. Uh, so, Ian, you wrote down some quotes. Let me give those do do justice. Bennington said, "Just wasn't good enough. We know that. We've got better. It's not a good feeling. It's frustrating. You always have a chance to stop the puck. I have hate losing, so I hate this feeling. Just got to get back to work and work even harder to get that next one. What a robot. <laughs> I know. I probably said it with about as much passion as I, with less passion than I just did. Yeah, it's just, it's frustrating. You always have a chance to stop the puck. I hate losing, so I hate this feeling. Just 
just gotta get back at work. B2B, uh, Shin said, I don't know what Braden Shin sounds like for the life of me, but Boy. he did say. <laughs> Crikey! I think they wanted him more than us. They wanted to win more than us tonight. We didn't put our best effort on the ice tonight. I just don't think we were hungry enough to score goals tonight. Yeah, clearly. And then Craig Berube said, it wasn't a very good game by us. That's just the bottom line. They skated better than us and played the game better than us. That's what it boils down to. I love when they, especially him, that's a lot of coaches, but him for sure, when they ask him questions, it's always like, he's kind of like answering in a way where it's like, well, you know, you know what my answer is. Yeah. Like he's flabbergasted. <laughs> we, they would even ask. He's like, he's played like, this game before. yeah, they skated better than us. And you know, they just played very good than us. That's what it boils down to. It's like, yeah, I know. They're like, yeah, I know. I watched the game too. But like maybe any analysis. <laughs> you like any, like just anything. Just anything. It's like, yeah, I mean, I think you know. And it's like, yeah, I mean, I do. I know what you're about to fucking say. Ruby, I've got column inches to fill. You had penalty minute thresholds to get to. Can we scratch each other's back? <laughs> yeah. Maybe you do this for me 500 times. I'll let you beat my brains in in the hallway once. <laughs> well, you can call it even I, Steven. I want to know. You don't have to coach players too much at this level because they're just good. Uh, but And I got to assume the assistants do like a lot of the X's and O's with these dudes. But like to me, like I've, Craig Brubing can't be like telling them like some deep strategy. I don't know. Yeah. He, I, I only... honestly assume he's just this on the ice, only loud. Yeah. Oh, you got to skate better than that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, there was a funny story on one of the broadcasts recently where we apparently got a too many men on the ice penalty because he yelled either Rosie or mm. Bozy and the wrong, like the, the <laughs> right line no, jumped on the yeah. ice, but the wrong center jumped on the ice too. So, and Barubi just was like, yeah, that one was on me. It's <laughs> like, okay. Uh, that is a, uh, when you get those nicknames, all the same. It can't be a problem. You gotta figure it out. <laughs> you see hockey. So, Ian, we went through all the games. That was, what, a seven-game tour? Yeah. A seven-game tour. <laughs> um, and we're at the end of it. The Blues are at the top of the Central Division, still with 42 points. They are a, a fair, fair mark behind the uh, President's Trophy-leading Washington Capitals at 47 and the Boston Bruins at 46, but they're above everyone else in hockey, including the Pacific Division leading Arizona Coyotes. Not a big deal. Um, how are you feeling overall about this team? Because I'm terrified. No, <laughs> I'll let you go. I'll let you go. I, I am happy with where they are. What are they, 18, 6, and 6 at this point? Mm -hmm. So, like, I can't complain about the results. The results are good. They're there. The numbers, where we are sitting in the standings, all of that looks great. Uh-huh. But, and I think we said this in the last podcast, which was a millennia ago, but, like, the underlying numbers are still scary and not good, and they haven't really fixed those. When you have a game where you score five goals, and the next game you don't score any goals, it really kind of averages out to just being an okay team scoring wise which is still better than what we have been in these last so many games what we beat tampa four to three we lost the two nashville games low scoring for us we beat dallas but it was low scoring yep yep 
Yep, that's it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Chicago um, was the blowout a little bit, and then this last one didn't score at all. And we're still, as of yesterday, as of today, uh, the lowest in expected goals for per game in the league with 1.67. That is below our goals per game, which is currently 1.87, which is also not good. Yeah, this is... We're at 1.87 per game on the whole season. We are goals per game, 1.87. Wow, that seems even lower than I would have thought. Um, But, uh, yeah, that must be low somehow, because we've got 90 goals for and 30 games played in the standing. So I don't know what that number is. but I'm just telling you. I'm just, there's, I'm sure you're According reading. According to Money Puck. Yeah, I'm sure you're reading it correctly. I'm just saying it must be a slightly different calculation because we are averaging exactly 30 goals per game at the moment. But um, 30 goals? Three per goals game. per game, excuse me. Uh, but even that is a little low by, you Oh, know. this is five on five. Okay, so there, there we go. So, but that's... See, that's kind of a problem because that means we're averaging over a power play goal per game. Steven, I'll tell you this right now. <laughs> I'll, tell you this fucking, I'll tell you this fucking right now. <laughs> then our expected goals per game in all situations is 2.54, which is second to the lowest. Thank you, Detroit. Oh, God, they're so trash. But do you want to be in Detroit's category on anything? So yeah, um, our expected goals, you're right, is pretty much a dead average of like the entire league, or our, our actual goals, goals per game. Yeah. yeah is a dead um, average. Which is positive takeaway. Hey, Power take play's that. real good. Yeah. Negative takeaway, not generating a lot of opportunities at five on five. And that's <laughs> I don't want to be the guy. I don't want to be the negative guy. I'm about to be. <laughs> and I don't think any listeners of this podcast are gonna be surprised. But I do feel like the other shoe will drop at some point. Mm. And I do feel like this team has the potential to go through an extended streak where they cannot score and the defense and goalies aren't red hot enough to get them over the hump. And they will lose six or seven out of ten. And I don't think that's going to destroy us. I don't think it's the end of the season. I think, you know, realistically speaking, if we can do the, the... standings check in a minute here before we sign off but realistically speaking i think we've done enough already to secure a playoff spot basically i mean obviously we know from last year that that's not actually true that the season could just 180 because as i've said before if it can do that the one direction it can do it the other direction the other direction much less talked about british pop band (laughs) (laughs) but um uh, yeah, I mean, I think on the whole, this team has got the goods to get them into the playoffs. I'm not trying to be the doom and gloom guy. I am trying to be the people who think Nathan Walker as a first liner is a good idea are not thinking very clearly guy. Mm-hmm. Crikey! <laughs> um, I am trying to be the people who think this team doesn't need Jordan Cairo like a frog needs water are also not thinking very clearly guy. Um, that's kind of my big, I guess I'm, I'm struggling with two concerns right now and you can, maybe you can either talk me off the ledge or join me on the ledge (laughs) and a game we like to call offer. Um, uh, concern number one is that this team 
with its injuries. I didn't think when we were fully healthy mm. that this team had the kind of high-end skill that you need to really compete. Not obviously we won a cup, so I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth, but to like really day in, day out compete in regular season hockey with the best teams in the league. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't think we had enough skilled players to do that, especially at three-on-three overtime and the shootout, which, not a factor in the playoffs. So, again, great, terrific, that's fine. But um, I didn't think that when we were healthy, and then we lost our unparalleled best goal scorer, and with Blay, one of the you know three or four best goal scorers behind him, um, and now I just see this, this yawning chasm where to me, Jordan Cairo clearly fits in, you know, yeah. it's like, you've got, what's like, you've got a 400, 500 piece puzzle and you've got 499 pieces connected and you know where the other piece is and you're just not putting it in the hole, you know, like. <laughs> That's what it feels like to me right now with Jordan Cairo not still on this team. And I don't know what he has to do. Like if 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 in my head there was a like a logical argument for, yeah, you know, he he could de- definitely do some things on this team, but um you know, he's got growing to do at the AHL level yet. If that was a logical argument to me, I might listen to it, but he's basically been a point for game point per game player there for a season and a half Mm -hmm. and i don't know what growing he has to do there you know like i mean yeah Mm -hmm. you can always hone your game you can always you know improve at the ahl level i'm sure Jaden schwartz could improve at the ahl level right now it's you know probably it's either the second or third best league in hockey in the world you know in terms Mm -hmm. of skill level uh, compared with the KHL, I know that's an extant debate that I can't imagine having an opinion on. But um, yeah, so it's not like he can't learn more there. But at the same time, at some point, and I said the same thing with Costin last week, if if there's a spot for them in the NHL, mm-hmm. let them play there. Because they're going to have to make that jump at some point yeah. anyway. And if, you know, early in the season with a fully healthy roster coming off a cup, they didn't either want to have a spot, and that's fine. They were going to, if they were going to come up at all, they were going to play like eight minutes a night. and um, Rotate through the fourth line or something. And BS. it wasn't yeah. going to be good for either of them. But now, and this is this is the other end of my concern, now there's like a pretty clear spot and reason that Jordan Cairo should come up and get... 15 minutes plus a night, mm-hmm. 12, 13 minutes at least plus a night. And they're hesitant to do it, which has me scared maybe that Craig Berube doesn't want him. And mm-hmm. that really worries me to my earlier point about Taylor Hall. Mm-hmm. If Jordan Cairo doesn't fit your system, your system's wrong. It's not Jordan Cairo that's wrong. It's your system that's wrong. And I'm I'm not trying to overhype him. I know there are people out there that are convinced he's the next Tyratty. You're wrong, and that's stupid, but whatever. <laughs> but the point is, like, even if it's not Jordan Cairo, players in the mold of Jordan Cairo are what this league is all about now. Mm-hmm. And if you can't make one of them work in your system, 
your system needs to be more flexible, you know? Yeah, so yeah. I just ranted on for a long time and I apologize, but what is your thought? What are your thoughts on all that soup? I just vomited well, up. I was looking at Nathan Walker because the only reason I could think that he would be up here instead of Jordan Cairo is the fact that he is like an old grizzled veteran, but really the dude's only 25 years old. He's 25 and he's barely he, played any you know, NHL games to begin with. Right. That's the thing. I think he had, you can check this, but I think he had fewer NHL games career than Jordan Kyra had before this last call-up. I think he had like 12 and Kyra had 18 last season. So I think, he, yeah. He still might not have caught up. But. No, I think you're right. If you take out the four from this season, then yeah, what he played with uh, Washington, Edmonton. Edmonton, Washington. Or, oh, I see, Edmonton, yeah. Washington, Washington. Was, uh, yeah, 12 games. Yeah, so the whole weird he literally had what's that three points three yeah points. that whole thing about um oh, if I, army's if I, weird yeah. thing about the 200 games played, which i've talked about before that really bothers me but that's by that same token that's not a question that nathan walker answers yeah I don't know if it's a question that Derek Pouliot answers, which that's another one where I'm like, why would you call up Derek Pouliot and not Nico Mikola and just mm. give him a chance? And and that's the thing. It's like, is our front office and our coach afraid of youth? And if so, that's a problem. <laughs> or, excuse me. Excuse me. Or do they think that... Uh... I don't know if that's true, but do you think if they, they think that because they won the cup now they are like, Oh, well we can kind of do whatever we can sit on these young guys because what we did worked. And so we need them, but we don't necessarily need them now because look, we were able to win the cup without them. So let's give them as much time as possible and really baby them and, you know, call them through the AHL. I don't know if that's completely true, but I bet you it's a little true because if this team Made the playoffs last year and got bounced in the first round. Not, got lost to Dallas in Game 7 or whatever. Didn't work. You know, they looked real good, but it just didn't work. As much as they'd say, oh, we were just a bounce away from winning, like Dallas was in reality. Um, we could just, you know, let's just go at it right again with the same thing because we got close. I think they would still be like, you know what, we need to change it up, though. We're going to inject a little youth into this team. Get something going. But now... Because we won the cup, it's like free reign for them. Like, ah, we what worked worked, and we don't need these guys. So mm-hmm. they think that's a positive. Whereas I and probably you as well would think, hey, if you just won the cup, try some fucking weird shit because <laughs> yeah. it doesn't matter anymore. Play Jordan Cairo forty minutes and yeah. just see what happens. You know what I mean? That's in my mind, and maybe that's you know not a hockey mind, and not in the not in the room, and not in the office. But like, it seems like if you won the cup. You, we've talked about already, you need to keep evolving. You can't just stay stagnant and be like, this is what works. Which we kind of worry about mm-hmm. with, I like Braden Shen, but like some of the signings that are extra long. Uh, I know it's to get the AAV down, but it still worries me. That's like, eh, but we also owe the, the army. That army quote about uh, yeah, owing these guys. Let's talk about that for a minute. Because yeah. I had not... I, I'm sure we talked about it, and it had just left my brain, basically. I'll but, find it. Uh, yeah, he made that quote about, you know, we owe these guys something for the cup, which is so weird because he didn't do that with Maroon or Edmondson. Mm-hmm. And Maroon, at least, was a big contributor during the playoffs, you know, and a big locker room contributor. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, if you can find that quote, definitely let's read it because that was uh, that was concerning to me. Yeah, I just... 
it worries me that they're doubling down on what worked last season, which again, a magical season, great. I I would wouldn't trade that for the world. It was fantastic. I don't care that we <laughs> won and we're dirty and whatever people say. I don't give a shit. That I love it. But you also I can't you can't think that's gonna work again at the same time. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. That's not. It's just not. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> that was magic, and for most team, for most teams, especially in like the salary cup era, although, although Blackhawks and all them, or there's a couple dynasties or you know semi dynasties in the last ten years, uh, it's just gonna be magic. That's why. That's why the best team in the NHL, the one, the present trophy winning team, doesn't win the cup because they're a great team. But they don't have like that just weird spark, that weird heat that just pushes them into winning the cup. You know, they're not, mm-hmm. they're never the team that's hot going into the playoffs. You can't stick with like a slow beat 'em up team because that worked once, but it's not guaranteed to work again. And that's not the way this league is running or moving towards. And I prom, I promise you, if they go in the playoffs and they think we're going to beat the other teams down again, it will not work because the other teams. Much like when you come in with a new goalie, um, sort of like Jordan Bennington, although last far he's looked pretty good all season, they now have a book on you. The Blues do mm-hmm. this. This is what the Blues do, and totally. we will get yeah, and totally. we will get beat that well, way. Well, and like there are so many other aspects of it too, not to mention just the fatigue. I mean, you, guys, we're thirty games into the season after our what was it, a hundred and five game season yeah. last year. Winning the cup, 20, 106. That's 26 playoff games and 82 regular season mm. games. So 108. 108. <laughs> <laughs> Just do a quick math. Uh, 108 game season last year with, you know, playoff games practically counting double for the amount of physicality. And there's a two-month break-off. I, the team, uh, you know, we can look as good as we look have mostly looked right now and still hit a point where we are just gassed and that you know washington capitals looked really good during the regular season last year and then they lost in seven to the hurricanes and looked like they didn't even care in game seven (laughs) because repeating for the cup is almost impossible it's absurd it is patently insane to me that the penguins did it Mm -hmm. now that we've done it once it's insane to me that the penguins did it it's mind-boggling and so, as a, and not even as a player, I feel like emotionally I couldn't do it all yeah, over again. Yeah. So, like, I can't imagine what a player in the NHL feels like after winning the Cubs. Yeah, and and also, like, you look at the teams that have won recently, not counting us, which mm-hmm. we won it. We won the Fantastic. Stanley Cup, guys. There's, I'm never taking that away from this yeah. team. But, like, out, the Capitals had that grinding element. They also had guys like... Kuznetsov and Ovechkin and Nicholas Backstrom, who are very high-end forwards, and John Carlson, you know, the, mm-hmm. the Penguins have the physical and element in the fourth, you know, four lines that you can interchange and, and good depth scoring. They also have Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin. We do not have those guys. And I listen, I love Ryan O'Reilly. I love Vladimir Tarasenko. They are not Nicholas Backstrom and... Uh, and Alex Ovechkin. Mm-hmm. They're close. They're like 11 twelfths of those guys, you know? Yeah, yeah. They're like most of the dozen, but they're not there. 
Maybe O'Reilly might be better than Backstrom now because mm. of the age difference. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, like career-wise, they're I not gotcha. the top elite tier of players, and that's not to take anything away from this team. But it's just like we don't have the guy that can power up and just say, "I'm winning this one, boys. It's on me." You know, Patrick Kane, Sidney Crosby, Alex Ovechkin. You know, pretty much. Andre Kopitar and, you know, back when they were doing it, the Jeff Carters and, mm. and Mike Richards of the world, that's a better comp to our team, probably, the Kings team. Oh, but they sure. also had Jonathan Quick. That, like, without Jonathan Quick, they don't win cups. You know, as bad as he is now, he won <laughs> that cup for them the first time. So, all of that, yeah. That, here's, your, here's your quote if you'd like it. Yeah, please do. So, this is when Braden Shen got extended and Army said... Where we're at in our organization right now is we have a lot of players from 25 to 30 that are the real guts, or they are in the real guts of their career, and I really felt it was our responsibility as an organization, and this is to Shen and Tarasenko and O'Reilly and Petrangelo and Preko, and that list is to support that group. They've done everything we've asked over the last five or six years to be a very competitive team. I know this team is something we're going to have to deal with, or this term is something we have to deal with in reality five to six years probably closer to six or seven years but with that being said we'd rather put 12 13 14 year run together in the salary cap system and worry about that then and we are going to need young players to come in in that time which is interesting that he throws that in there but the owing it to players thing rubs me the wrong way i don't i don't mind the players he lists if you're gonna owe it to players owe it to o'reilly and tarasenko and petrangelo and those guys Mm -hmm. for sure i get that but at the same time and I, like we said, he like I just said, he even says it in his own quote. It's like that's a that's a good core to have and build around. But you need to stop with the and I like and I like Sammy Blay, but you need to stop with like Sammy Blay as the second line guy or whatever. If you have Jordan Cairo, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like Sammy Blay stays on this team. He's on the third line, or yeah. you know things like that. Just supplement. But somehow they look at this and say, well, where is he going to fit? Not... I don't know where he's going to fit. And I'm like, I do. Yeah. I know where he's going to fit. I don't think... That's the other thing. It's like, I don't, I'm not... We're not saying this about Alexei Torobchenko. Mm-hmm. There's a prospect I really like. Mm-hmm. We're talking about Jordan Cairo, who is viewed throughout hockey as like one of the probably top 20 NHL prospects currently, currently drafted. You know? Mm-hmm. Like... Quim, I'm not even really saying it about Quim Costin, although I think he came up here and played well, and I don't really understand why he was sent down when we had more injuries. But, mm-hmm. you know, like, Kyrou's the one that I'm really like, what are you guys doing? Mm-hmm. And That's the next year for me. Like, we probably said it last year, but really, like, he, he has to be here next year. He has to have a, a completely fair shake at it next year. If he's not, I don't know what we're doing anymore. Yeah. I mean, we're at that point now. But it's like, okay, he's in the AHL, he's playing a full, you know, he's after his year of being hurt or whatever and having his ankle injury. But, mm-hmm. like, he has to be here next year. And he, he got has to be sink on or the swim. Night, on the night that we were useless on offense, he got a hat trick that afternoon. Mm-hmm. It's almost like you couldn't put it any more clearly. And I I was going to say, the other, the other problem with his well, you know, we've got this core and we really think mm. we need to make this, you know, six or seven year run with these guys. It's like, fine, you have to resign Alex Petrangelo. You don't have a choice because if that's your strategy, mm-hmm. you don't know. He's your captain. He's mm-hmm. the core of your defense. You don't know. Can you imagine not re-signing like, Alex Petrangelo, yeah, but also thing. not 
I know they're different positions, but also not bringing Jordan Kyra up. Yeah. And be like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> right. What weird abyss have I walked exactly. into? Exactly. It's like, if if you're going to commit to the, hey, we won the cup, we're that's obviously, that is uh, everything we've said, we can't not say that's the core of a contending team, because mm-hmm. they did it. Yeah. So that's fine. So if you want to say, we won the cup, these eight guys, O'Reilly, Tarasenko, Shin Schwartz, Petrangelo, Pareko, Bennington, you know, yeah. Bo Meester can't really fit in there because he's 7,000 years old. But you know what I'm trying to yeah. say? Like, pick your eight guys. And if you want to say those are the core of our team going forward, fine. But then you need to keep those guys, you know? And of all of them, other than probably O'Reilly and Tarasenko, Petrangelo is the one that you can least say, well, sorry, the term doesn't quite work for us. Mm-hmm. You got to go bye-bye now. Because who knows? I don't know. I don't think Justin Falk is as bad as he's looked. Mm. But I don't think he's Alex Petrangelo. Mm, no. And you, I don't know. Like, I, I cannot fathom. I can't, that's the part. I Like, you talked earlier. Like, two weeks ago, we were fine. Yeah, it'll probably happen. Mm. And the longer it takes, the more worrisome it is. And I, I don't believe this team falls to pieces without Alex Petrangelo. But I don't believe... I I do think it's a whole new team. Mm. I do think... That's a... What's your identity then? Because it's not... That's the Eric Johnson trade. Yeah. More or less. Yeah. Go, oh, I don't... What is this team now? <laughs> yeah. What am I looking at? It's... 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 Paradigm shifting. Because... Alex Petrangelo is your captain, and we've both been on record as saying the whole captaincy thing is a little overdone, Mm -hmm. but it's not nothing. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, he's your 25 minute a night, 30 minutes a night in the playoff, Mm -hmm. minute eating, power play quarterbacking, 200 foot game having defenseman. And if you're going to let that guy walk because probably an eight year. $10 $10 million AAV is a bad idea. That's fine, but then you can't talk out of both sides of your mouth. And you can't say we owe it to these guys to keep them and not keep them. You know, mm-hmm. and, and I'm not, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not trying to call Doug Armstrong on this and say you have to go sign Alex Petrangelo. But, like, you, what you need to do to me is stop thinking in the afterglow of the Stanley Cup and start thinking, not what is our best chance to keep this core together and continue mm-hmm. to be a team that's won a cup and contend, versus how do we become the best team? Yeah, exactly. That's how a do we great continue to be the it. best team that we can be? Not how do we try and recapture what we had, which was a cup yeah. and everything, but how do we recapture it in the old way? But how do we keep moving forward to win another cup? And I think it is that you have to move forward. You can't be like, oh, it's just the same thing again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's the thing is the league evolves. The, like you said, they're gonna figure us out. They're gonna know what we do. There are th- parts of our game that we didn't, that you and I as laymen mm-hmm. didn't notice that other coaches in the league did. We're gonna have to beat the same teams. Mm-hmm. Maybe you know we play Nashville instead of Winnipeg. Although right now we wouldn't, <laughs> but you know, we're going to have to get past the stars and the jets and then 
somebody from the West that could well be the Sharks. <laughs> I was going to say, that'll be the difference. Yeah, it won't be the Sharks. be the Coyotes. But, uh, <laughs> but you know, whoever it is. Like, yeah, yeah. On the one hand, we're going to have to beat we're gonna have to beat the same teams that can learn our strategy yeah. and know the mistakes they made and play differently and play better. On the other hand, we will have to beat new teams. And we will get to the third round and face the Coyotes or the Oilers and be like, what the hell is this? <laughs> I think probably Connor McDavid eats us alive in a in a seven game series. I don't think we we should, we do a good job of shutting him out one game at a time. I don't think that happens seven, seven games, games at a time. And it's just... If we, I, if we make the Stanley Cup final, I bet you we face the Bruins. Probably, I bet that's just the yeah, Bruins probably again. probably just is. I'd be like, fuck! <laughs> but, like, God, I, how I would love to play, like, pretty much anybody but the Bruins or the Lightning, or mm-hmm. uh, the uh, Maple Leafs, where I wouldn't be angry if we lost. Like, if we got back to the Stanley Cup mm-hmm. and lost to the Lightning mm-hmm. or to the Hurricanes, I would be upset, of course, but I wouldn't be, like, fuming. Yeah, I'd be, you know? I'd be so pissed if we lost to Boston. Even yeah. though we beat them, I'd be yeah. like, God damn it, they got, like, last word. Like, yeah. not this time. Uh. <laughs> but, yeah, it's just... I don't think we'll have to worry about that. <laughs> well, yeah, and that's the... I mean, we can sort of wrap up a little bit. By the way, speaking of the uh, San Jose Sharks, you know Joe Thornton, who's not at all a scumbag? Mm-hmm. He punched Peter Morazic in the face today oh. uh, because he's a good player and a, yeah. and a real he pillar, deserves the pillar of this now, league. He's so old, Steven. <laughs> yeah. He just needs to be on him already uh, but um but uh i love how like they're trying to pretend he's lanny mcdonald you know and do he is yeah, so not joe thornton i'm yeah. like no 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 no, 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 no do no. the opposite for joe thornton but yeah i mean i'm trying trying to kind of pull us back to the middle here a little bit and and sort of wrap up with like a sane relatable thought um <laughs> i will say i'm very impressed that we are 1866 oh six yeah at this point. yeah and, and i i really I I probably don't say enough that like Baruby deserves an an insane amount of credit for making this team with all its injuries stick mm-hmm. to where it is, and he should probably be a lot more in the running for Jack Adams than he will be because he missed his window for you made the bad team good. You know, mm-hmm. like he didn't do it fast enough or not long enough last yeah, year. Yeah. And this year they're the defending Stanley Cup champions. So being well, good again isn't going to be impress anyone. Well, this year is going to bury Trots again. Yeah, right. Well, for, for, it might. But... <laughs> I love I love how the Islanders are so bad on paper mm-hmm. that people, even after they were good last year, were like, yeah, but you're bad this year. And they were like, no, we're still good. It's like, oh, shit, really? And they're like, oh, crazy. <laughs> A team that was good last year that people were like, fuck no. And then this year they were like, no, really? And people were like, oh, shit. You don't say. The team that was good last year is good again? No one believed it. You and I don't believe it. Still <laughs> how, no one believes it. The other thing it. is, like, how long does this cycle go on? Because I don't think it ends after no, this year. No, that's what I'm saying. Next <laughs> year, if they're still good, people are like, no. Are you for real? <laughs> it would take so long for people to just legitimately buy that they're an actual by the good time team. People and the, buy, by the time they yeah, do, they will be, be shitty. <laughs> yeah. I thought the Islanders were good. No, no. They're bad again. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I don't, neither of us are trying to crap all over this team. It's just like, just worrisome trends. Our concern coming into this season was that we would be too, we would be looking at the past. Mm -hmm. And I think by thinking 
about our, uh, I, I don't know how to phrase this, by talking about like, we're going to repeat this year mm-hmm. and, um, you know, we're not going to call up Jordan Cairo. We're not going to play Clem Costin. We're going to get Troy Brower. Yeah. Those are decisions that weirdly, even though they're about this year, are looking at the past. Because mm-hmm. you're marrying this season to last season. And you're not saying, hey, we're a strong contender who has a good chance at the cup and wants to improve. You're saying, hey, we want to repeat, which is a different sort of thing. And I know people are listening and thinking, no, they're the same thing. But they're really not. Like a repeat is like a you want to build a dynasty. And that's like a, mm-hmm. a generational accomplishment although it won't be because the penguins ruined (laughs) but you know like very few teams do it um and yeah just i'm just i'm concerned with some of the things i'm seeing the other thing is who's the last player we developed at the ahl level did vince dunn spend a whole season at the ahl yeah he was there for one full so probably him and i guess you know we play and sanford came through there but like I feel like our top end prospects do not spend years in the AHL. Mm-hmm. And so I just, Jordan Kyrie is the one to me, man. That's like, he's one of your six best forwards on this team immediately. That's why I and just I don't let him see, sink or swim yeah, already. I don't see, and if he sinks, then he can, this is the other thing that bothers me. It's yeah. like, well, he can't have a bad NHL experience because then his career is ruined. It's like, Really? Yeah, exactly. Really? Like oh, what if he has some tough games? Okay, that's that's the man up sort of thing. Yeah, he had some tough games. Play through them, man. Didn't Alex Petrangelo have two seasons where he did the like extended nine game trial mm-hmm. and had to go back both times? Yeah, the junior. Yeah, and he seems to have survived. Like, I don't either. Kairu is going to be an NHL player or he's not, but I don't think like waiting until just the right moment to call him up is going to be the difference. Mm-hmm. You know, like Connor, uh, Jordan Kairu is not Connor McDavid, but Connor McDavid, whatever transitioning to the NHL he did, he did it at the NHL level to mm-hmm. a lesser extent. You know, um, Nico Heischer, he's not Connor McDavid either, but whatever learning he did he did it at the nhl level mm-hmm. you know and and it's the same thing like we're winning games so might as well put him in but it's like well we don't want to we don't want to put him in and start losing yeah we need to keep winning but then if we suck like say we were detroit or whatever i bet you'd still have doug armstrong going like well we don't want to ruin him up here yeah. because he's gonna have a bad time it's like okay so when's the perfect time <laughs> when to you're put very him in? mediocre when you're just you're like a wild okay. card team and the, yeah and by contract like is Niall Yakupov terrible? Did he, did his NHL career get ruined because he didn't spend his first season post-draft in Europe or the AHL? I don't think so. I think he was just a terrible hockey player, you know? <laughs> like, I just don't, I don't see the world that way, and other people do. And I, I want to see Jordan Kyrou. Call up Kyrou, you cowards, as uh, <laughs> our friend Justin put it. So, uh, anything else you want to say about the Blues? I will be in a box suite on Saturday. So we are going to get slaughtered. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wave uh, to me from your normal seats, you, <laughs> you plebs. <laughs> That's right. Uh, before we go, you want to do the Thanksgiving rundown real quick? And then oh, we'll yeah, get yeah, out of yeah, here? Yeah, yeah. I got the standings okay. already up, so I can read them to you. You want to just do like a, a buy or sell on whether you think these teams are... Uh, so what is it? It's it. like 75% of the uh-huh. teams that are in a playoff spot at... American Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving are going to make it. Okay. 
Washington Capitals, 47 points. I think they're going to be fine. New York Islanders. Oh, really? You're good? good? Uh, 40 points, Mm -hmm. 27 games. I think they're going to be fine. The Philadelphia Flyers have been red hot in the month of November. Flyers, by the way, don't sleep on the two players they got for Braden Shin because mm. both are very good. <laughs> that is going to be, uh, you know, that was that was a win-win trade. Mm-hmm. I think there are going to be people who look back at that and think the Blues lost that trade. Yeah. And that's fine because we won the cup, so I don't really care. <laughs> but uh, the Flyers that sit in third place at 37 points, do you think they have what it takes to hold on and win a playoff spot? I do. Huh, good, good. They did just beat the uh, Maple Leafs by a score of um, six to one, was it? But it was like five of those goals were in the last fifteen mm-hmm. minutes or something. Um, let me look at this by conference, uh, just to get teams uh, in the proper order. Boston is. Uh, Second in the conference with 46 points. They're obviously going back to the playoffs. Carolina has not quite dominated this season, but they're 17-11 and won 35 points in 29 games. Do you think they'll be back? Was that Carolina? Uh-huh. Uh, yes. Okay. Uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins are scuffling somewhat. Uh, and have 34 points and a rash of injuries that includes Sidney Crosby missing a lot of time. Uh, and Brian Dumoulin missing a lot of time, who's apparently important. Mm. I get to edit articles now, as I'd mentioned earlier, and so uh, I see other fan bases, you know, and other writers' takes on their own team, and I'm like, huh, I thought Brian Dumoulin was a nobody, but he's like your Jay Bowmeister. Oh, no, he is a nobody. (laughs) Well, that's right. So do the 34-point Pittsburgh Penguins stay in the hunt and in the playoffs? Mm, No. Ooh. I don't think so. I think, they, I think they barely miss wild They're card. in the second wild card spot right now. The uh, fix your playoff system. The New York Rangers are in seventh place in the conference and are out of a wild card spot uh, because you have three teams tied at 31 points with the Rangers tying the Florida Panthers and the Buffalo Sabres. The Panthers and the Florida ha- and the Panthers and the Florida. The Panthers and the Sabres have the good fortune of playing in the right division, the Atlantic division. So they are holding the second and third spots in that division. Ian, of the Rangers, Florida Panthers, and Buffalo Sabres, which team is most likely to miss the playoffs? The Buffalo Sabres. (laughs) Dagger. (laughs) Sorry, Buffalo. I don't know. They are are improving. They seem to be, although they're 4-4-2 in their last 10. Their away record's 5-7-2. Barf. Do the Montreal Canadiens make it back? I think they do. I think if I had to swap people in and out, I think Toronto and Tampa both... I think Toronto and Tampa both miss, quite honestly. Ooh. And I think Montreal gets swapped in for Buffalo. And then maybe... maybe eh, No, I take it back. One of Toronto and Tampa will make the wild card spot. So, so I'm pushing Pittsburgh out. If Tampa Bay misses, John Cooper's fired 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If... Toronto misses. No, they'll hold on to Sheldon Keith. Oh, not Sheldon Keith. Do they oh. look at Kyle Dubas? Oh, they'll look. Stephen, they'll look very hard, <laughs> and they'll nothing. they'll determine that he's still a very good GM. Yeah, and they have to hold on right, to him. Right, right, right. Uh, mastered that. They'll be 
Cody Ciciak. Yeah, it? there'll be lots of talks. Dude. Oh, so much talk, but he's nothing will happen to him. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Uh, the Columbus Blue Jackets have done just enough to avoid the scorn of being really, really, truly terrible after their uh, make-or-break trade deadline acquisition and are at 26 points. Oh, by the way, the Maple Leafs have 30 points in 30 games and the Lightning have 29 points in 26 games. That's the thing about the Lightning. They have a lot of games in hand. Mm-hmm. That's why I think they probably sneak back in and I yeah. don't think the Maple Leafs do. They, they're at that point. The Maple Leafs are at that point they're not quite as bad as we were but they're not far from that point where they're like winning percentage to get to a play to in their division Mm. especially a playoff spot is gotta be high i mean the flyers are 37 they're seven points ahead and have a game in hand i don't that i'm scared for the police and scared in a very happy way uh, and then the scum of the Eastern Conference are the Ottawa Senators at 25 points, who are actually better than awful. Um, they're, like, pretty bad. Uh, the New Jersey Devils, who are disappointing everyone, and, oh, storyline we missed, just fired Lord Voldemort John Hines. Mm, well, I mean, uh, that was a good very end. good guy from everything I hear, so it's a real shame that a good person got fired <laughs> as a head coach, but uh, he'll probably get another job somewhere. And then the Detroit Red Wings are... So bad. <laughs> Franz Nielsen makes over $5 million a season through 2022-23 and does not have a point yet mm. this year. They've lost eight in a row. Uh, moving on to our very own Western Conference. Uh, will the Kings, Blackhawks, or Anaheim Ducks make the playoffs at 24-27 and 28? No, no, no. The Nashville Predators are 29 points in 27 games. They have three games in hand on us and currently sit sixth in the conference. Uh, they are eight points behind, excuse me, six points behind the Winnipeg Jets and have a game in hand for third in the division. And they are um, three points behind the second wild card spot. Do the Nashville Predators make it into the playoffs this year? They traded P.K. Subban. Mm. Matt Duchesne, locker room cancer, just saying. I think they squeak in. Uh-huh, but Matt Duchesne didn't solve all their problems. Real shocker, I gotta yeah, say. Yeah, what a weird, uh, saw a that weird conclusion. Calgary Flames, uh, Dave Riddich has looked phenomenal in the last week after Bill Peters was fired. Maybe he had a thing going on. Um, mm. Among other things, that Bill Peters thought it was a good idea to start Mike Smith over Dave Riddich in the playoffs <laughs> last year. That was a thing. Uh, the Flames have 30 points and are one point or two points behind the uh, wild, who are now in a wild card spot, Ooh. which I suppose is appropriate. Did the Flames push back over the hump? No. They flame out, Stephen. Basically, everyone we're talking about now are fighting for the eighth wild card spot because I think the eighth, the eighth spot, the yeah, second the wild card spot, spot yeah. because. I think the other seven teams are legit playoff teams, but we'll talk about them. Uh, San Jose, 32 points. They're tied with Minnesota, but Minnesota has a game in hand on them, and I guess the ROW tiebreaker. Does San Jose fall apart or fall over the finish line and make it into a wild card spot? Uh, I think they put it together and get another get a wild card spot. So now you've got Nashville and San Jose making mm-hmm. the playoffs. So you're going to have to tell us who you bump. Vancouver, thirty-two points in twenty-nine games. Do you think they make it, no. or are they just on the fringe? They're they're the Penguins. So they're bye just, bye Jim eh. Benning. Bye bye Travis Green. 
You got a bloodlet after this. Here season, comes this was the one. Trevor Linden. Is he still there? He's still there. Yeah, I guess. Okay, so. well, they they're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Minnesota, thirty-two points. They are red hot, seven zero and three in their last ten games. Well, five game winning streak. Are the Minnesota Wild for real? Steven, you know I'm going to do it to them. No, they're not. They're right out of the playoffs, baby. You're kidding me. You that geriatric ass team? No. You kidding me? Oh, you're hot in December. I've never seen that before. <laughs> yeah, you're gone. The Dallas Stars are 33 points in 29 games after yet another uh, profanity-laden rant, this time by their uh, somebody? Their head coach. Their head coach was really critical oh, was of the it? Stars. It wasn't profanity-laden, I think, but uh, Montgomery was critical of the star players on the Stars. My uh, Via Pro player just got drafted to the Stars, so I have to delete that file. <laughs> um, the Dallas Stars, 33 points. Do they stay in? They do. I thought so. I would have fought you. would have fought you. Pacific Division is led by the Arizona Coyotes with 38 points. Do you think they're the real deal this year? I, man. Their goaltending tandem is crazy, man. The rest of that team is not a playoff team, but their goalies are insanely good this year. I think Vegas comes up behind them and takes takes Western Conference. Oh, oh, for sure. But do you think they Oh, Arizona stays in the, the top playoffs. three? Yeah, yeah, okay. they make the playoffs. Okay. Good. I'm uh, happy. Yeah, I do I agree. Uh Edmonton, thirty seven points, two players. Does Edmonton remain in a playoff spot? Yeah. The I mean the reality is McDavid injured, Dry injured, they're done. Yeah. It's that simple. They're... I mean shut those two guys down and their team's over, but also hard to do. Yeah, exactly. Um, do they make it far in the playoffs? Fuck no, but like they'll be in, they'll be interesting. Yeah. Well, I mean, what did they make the third round of McDavid's first season? Second. Second round. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Vegas has thirty-five points in thirty-one games. You just said they'd win the conference. Um, yeah, I think they're on the, that or win the division rather. That quiet, steady team, at least for me, because I've barely, rarely seen yeah, any games little, out west. They but... were a little sloppy in November, yeah. I think. Currently have a, a non-Betman losing record, but yeah, I think they'll steady the ship. Um, Winnipeg is continuing to defy the odds, man. Connor Hellebuck has been really really insanely good mm-hmm. uh what do you think do you think they hold on or do you think the wheels fall off they drop out Ooh, I of the playoffs drop. entirely yep i think that makes a lot of sense so that's your other spot for the uh that's, predators to climb into i think maybe dallas actually moves up into and it and predators then the predators and come from sharks combined. Yep. wild card and then i assume you think the avalanche and, and blues are gonna make the playoffs yep that's, so that's if, we, if we stayed in first, we'd play Minnesota right now. And then my... <laughs> man, hot. That would, that would be hot. Give it to me, baby. Do they still have their coach? Yeah. Why? Poison. Because I mean, I know they won five. Who I guess would they're in a wild card possibly spot. replace him with? Jesus, you guys. Come on. <laughs> Respect yourself a little. And that's the thing, too, is like, he's not bad. No. He's fine. That's the But that's the thing. problem. He's, he's fine. He's adequate, and so they Mr. will never Yuck change. Mr. Yuck came to life. <laughs> um, I guess that's it for us this week. Unless you have anything else you want to discuss. We've been going at this a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
so no, no. Oh, I was like, I said, mm, and then I got nothing. No, um, I'm just excited to to see some more games because, like I said, I, yeah, I didn't really I watch the last. Watch four. a lot of hockey the last couple of weeks because I had the new baby and a lot of running around. Not my baby. Oh, I he's also, got a baby. I also had a baby, but I sold it. So <laughs> uh, drug money, <laughs> of course. What other kind of money would you sell a baby for? Uh, Ian, you do not have the Vegas game next Thursday. In your I, ticket package? I do not. My next game from the ticket package is on the, whatever it is, 17th? Okay. 16th? Whatever that Monday is. Sweet, sweet. Yeah. Um, are we doing Thursday or Friday then? Vegas game starts at 7? I think we could try and swing it to Friday, perhaps. Okay. That, that's what I'll go with for now. I'll okay. say Friday. I'll hesitant, tentatively say <laughs> so Friday. So hesitant. Friday the 13th could be wild. Oh, <laughs> boy! <laughs> Uh, all right, folks. So uh, if we're not axe murdered, we'll see you next week. And uh, thank you for joining us again. Happy holiday season to you all. Uh, and happy Advent, I guess. Do people celebrate you say Advent? happy Advent? I do. You know how people say, adore your Advent and happy Christmas. Is that a Catholic thing only? <laughs> Advent? Yeah. No, no. Everybody, oh, okay. everybody does Advent because it's oh, cute and okay. kids get involved. Gotcha. That's the difference between Catholics and the rest of us. Uh, we'll take this <laughs> theology lesson offline. You folks have a wonderful evening and good night. Light your Advent menorah. <laughs> You're getting to be a big boy.